Well, everybody said about the bird. Grown men watch this shit. A podcast about indie wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another uh, episode of Grown Men Watch This Shit. Mm-hmm. And we are very excited to have you all here. We're also excited because we are uh, planning on, on having the, the illustrious third man of the Three Amigos on as our, our special uh, guest for this episode, uh, except our apparently... Our correspondent. Yeah, a, a Mexican reporter who's not actually Mexican, but often goes to shows in Mexico, John Kraft, but he apparently is locked out. Potentially out of his house. We don't know. <laughs> we were waiting for him to start the show, and we heard, you know, a follow-up, an update from him saying, oh, shit, I'm, which we didn't appreciate this way, and Chris and I, mm. gentlemen. gentlemen. Uh, but yes, he, he was locked out of his home, it sounds like, so we decided, hey, let's start the show. Let's see how long before he gets into his home and you know that he can join us at that point in time i think it's fun i hope you guys appreciate it as well chris how mm. you doing pal I'm you're good. not locked out of your home clearly no i'm i'm in my home i'm, I'm all good uh apparently uh john is locked out of his skype not out of his home <laughs> well way more fun yeah. Damn it. Well, we blew that up a little bit bigger than we should have. Um, but potentially more problematic for having him on the actual show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He can at least go on Skype on his phone in any, any yeah. scenario. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, that's a shame. Well, hopefully we'll have Mr. Kraft on because he did go to the most recent PWG show, mm-hmm. um, which was, as far as I could tell by the results, pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, I heard so. I mean, I looked at that card and I was like, that looks like it's going to be a marvellous card. I'm very jealous that I'm not able to be there for such a, a historic show. 200 shows in the book. Uh, that's really something, eh? Agreed. The The thing about wrestling shows these days is every card is so amazing. You get, you have to eventually get over your FOMO of going to these wrestling shows or not being able to watch every single wrestling show because you, you'll kill yourself. You can't watch every single Flamita and Bandito match, no matter what you do. It's hard. It's fucking impossible. Damn That's me. true. I mean, but uh, were there any shows that you could have gone to, but you didn't, and you were like, that actually would have been the, the highlight of my life? Uh, bro, I had an opportunity. WrestleMania was in my fucking city, and I didn't end up going. I, 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 Whoa. I, I know. I know. Is I, that the one where Brock I, almost murdered himself? Yes, it was. Stone Cold yeah. Classic. Yeah, a lot of awesome stuff happened. Then. Yeah. I'm still a little... I'm still, still was a little that really great Shawn Michaels-Jericho yeah. uh, match? Yeah. yeah. A lot of good stuff on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was... I, I, I was getting to get a ticket. I had it all lined up. Then my money had to go elsewhere. Uh, you know, sometimes priorities. But yeah. Real you know, life gets in I, the way. I've made, I've made up for that. I've I've traveled to multiple WrestleManias. I've attended a couple mm-hmm. uh, at this point. So all good. All good. All good. All good. Yeah. I um, There are two ones that stick out for me. I would have had to travel across the, uh, you know, uh, certain oceans to get there. But the, the two 
the first that I really wanted to go to, but was like, ah, oh, it's just you know too much money and rah rah rah. I'd never been overseas at this point, but the uh, the ECW reunion show where they were doing the one in Philly with the Shane Douglas's group, and then the, at ECW Arena, and then next night the first ever one night stand. And I was like, and I'm a fucking huge ECW fan, so that would have been like a really good, like for the for the feels, like all that kind of stuff, and just the emotion of things. Uh, I didn't go, but that's one I look back on, and I'm like, if there was ever one where I could just travel back in time, that would yeah. have been it. Like, oh, and then the other one, um, Kenta Kobashi's retirement show in Budokan Hall in uh, in in Japan. Cause, I mean, it's not that far for an Australian to travel to Japan, and I don't think there's ever going to be another show that that historic. Um, in uh, in well, you know, there's always historic shows, but. Still, I, I still hear things people say that was like one of the most historic, emotional things they've ever been to. Apparently, it was insane to get tickets to. So, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I some recently kind of like thinking it put into uh, perspective. Would you say Kamashi is like a combination of the Japanese Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and Vince McMahon all in one? Like, yeah, he's like I mean, I don't ultimate. I don't quite get the Vince part of that. I get the other side. He's like Hulk Hogan, but he's like the greatest worker ever. Um, and then I get the Ric Flair one because he's just a workhorse animal, you know, one of some of the greatest title reigns in history wrestling. I just mean the balls wrestling. on the guy and the way he carries himself as Vince. And oh, the yeah. build, too. He's built like the Vince man, but, you know. He's a chunky boy. Yeah, but he's, he's fucking like a total badass. I've been watching lots of... Uh, clips from like random stuff or random gifts of wrestling and like everything that shows up with him you're like good lord this man's a fucking animal oh, yeah. badass is so great like that that gif of isn't it him with uh dr death steve williams yeah, he does spinning <laughs> arm or the spinning forearm and kicks him kills him right in the fucking nose right in the bridge of his mm-hmm. nose like, and the dominates. one where he just like drops him right on the fucking top of his head Fuck yeah, me. no fucks given. <laughs> no fucks given. Oh man! All right, so it looks like uh, Mr. John Craft may be available. Let's see. Climbed his window. Got yeah. His, did he have to get the bear berry hole? Bear I hope that he hole? listened to our what? last episode to get tips on how to get into places once you're locked out. <laughs> <laughs> Did Courtney listen to that at all? What's Courtney saying? There she listened. Think I'm a she jackass. listened. She listened. She she was quite enthralled by your your uh, dramatic tale, sir. Uh, and most of all, glad that that you survived the the perils. Frosty of being, balls. Yeah, frosty balls. Yes, sir. <laughs> frosty balls and sweaty balls, all in uh, one episode. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we have fun. We have fun. All right. So I'm going to try to add John in here. Let's see if this works. All right, guys, so we we have successfully gotten the man, John Craft, three amigos reunited again. Welcome to the show after some slight difficulties, my friend. You're back okay. inside? I was running with the you were locked out of your home gimmick. I apologize. <laughs> locked out of my Skype. Locked out of my Skype. <laughs> well, hey, uh, since you're, we're all reunited here, I figure it's only fitting uh, a theme song for us. Ooh. Here we go. Oh. Oh. Put your hands together. Oh. Sing along with three counts. Oh, oh, oh. Dancing like Jake Cabot right now. Alright, I'm done. Amazing. Uh, oh. The three of us back together. 
Three count, baby. Cheers, uh, guys. I love Cheers. three count so you much. You remember when Tate Abbott pulled a knife on motherfucker during the wrestling show? Yeah. Oh, tremendous. WCW was the shit. I watched highlights on Scott recently of a match with Lepaka versus Tank Abbott. From that, that beautiful <laughs> era. Fuck, it looked good. That sounds great. So, yeah, welcome, John. Welcome. Sorry. Thank you. Glad to be here, finally. Are Sorry you the, the Shannon Moore or the Evan Courageous? Oh, What's that? Are you Shannon Ooh. Moore or Evan Courageous? Yeah, John, were you with, you're Evan Courageous. Oh, that's a, oh, man, that's a weird pick. That's a Ooh, weird pick. Gone for the looks I'm clearly over sugar the wrestling quality. Anyway. Yeah, all right, so that makes me Tank Abbott. <laughs> so the three Wait, of no, the yeah, yeah, yeah. three of us. <laughs> yeah, Tank wasn't an actual member, was he? No, just a fan. I was dancing like him, that's all. Yeah. Maybe resemble him with slightly bald, bearded. Okay, I get it, I get it. Anyway, <laughs> so how was uh your week or weekend of wrestling, Chris? Or damn it, John. All mixed <laughs> up over here. Oh man, was my weekend of was great. I was not on my couch. Um, I did another <laughs> routine trip down to uh, LA and then Mexico as well. And let me tell you guys, this keeps getting better and better. The life like, I know you I've been live, man. The life you while, live. But... What's hey, that? The life you live, dude. You're basically the traveling, like, Anthony Bourdain of, of wrestling shows. Well, I do this thing where I put all my expenses on my credit card, and I try to pay it off every month. Mm. And I get credit rewards, and I use these rewards as, like, sunk cash. And I use them for my flights, and... Then I'll spend a little bit on Airbnb and some food and, you know, wrestling tickets or whatever, but it really minimizes the cost. Mm-hmm. And uh, as long as you, like, handle your trips and spend your, your spending accordingly and pay it off and everything, it really does come out to a net gain. And, and it's always, it's really, that's been my secret the last three years. So what you're uh, saying, it's be stupid for you not to travel. That's really what it comes down to. Exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I got all these points. I use them for cash back. Hell yeah. Uh, Man. <laughs> I'm learning things about handling money today. Oh, this is educational. <laughs> Credit and such. I side plug. That's what I do. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Hot tip, everybody. No, I mean, it's, it's 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 been fun. Like, I mean, I I enjoy traveling a lot. But like, I like traveling in general and choosing wrestling trips. To, I I go to a lot of new cities too, besides L.A. and Tijuana. But uh, you know, there's such quality products there that. If, if you can handle it, it's very affordable. My round trip ticket was like $150. Nice. And I put it on credit card points. I didn't even pay for it, but it used like minimal points. Um, I paid for the Airbnb. It was like 57 bucks. I had a king-size bed. Woo. Or as in Mexico, they call you putas. Yeah. Not points, putas. Putito, putito. <laughs> and they called me again this weekend. Beautiful. I'd be very disappointed I love, I love if they didn't. Because you figured out a way to like literally like almost make it so going to wrestling shows and traveling helps fund your wrestling shows and traveling. It's pretty brilliant. That's a I'm kind of jealous. To be honest, I get funded in like free drinks and good yeah. experiences. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like it's still a net negative, but it was money I was already spending. Oh yeah, for sure. Able to share these experiences with you guys like kind of makes it a little bit more worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, like my life has been enriched since I was able to just tell random people 
like girls don't shy away from me at bars anymore when I tell them that I'm talking about wrestling. Oh yeah, and you because just I, dropped the name of this that, podcast. That I don't know that. Seven. No one else in the world has that happen to them. <laughs> hey, what yeah, up, exactly. lady? I'm here, to, I'm here to talk to you about wrestling. There's a, there's a famous actually meme where they show this picture of this girl's face where she's rolling her eyes where this guy's like talking directly into her ear and so many people have made it into like, yeah, then Mick Foley and The Undertaker and it was fucking crazy and the girl's just like, like eh. but you're macking on chicks talking about wrestling? Good lord, I'm yeah. jealous. Uh, on an international and I had a girl, you know, sweet talk me up a little bit, which doesn't normally happen, but it was happening that night for sure. And I noticed it, and I don't really know how you know, to all handle all that. So I was wearing the uh, WWF panda hitting the other panda with a steel chair shirt. I know it. I know it. And uh, she was like, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad you get it. She was like, what do you mean? And I was like, oh, the, the thing. And she's like, I love she animals. Has, like, and she pandas. Parked yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, but I'm a grown man that watches this shit come back. No. Uh, oh, you, you, you said the show. You said the show. Yeah. Oh. I Everybody drink. That's like, I mean, she's going to me again. So I had to put it in there, right? He said the thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, I mean, but ever, ever since we've been coming on and doing all this shit, like, it's been a lot of fun, I think, for all three of us. And for yeah, sure. I'll sure. When you go, when you were like, "Hey, I do this shit," and I travel, like I travel and do a podcast for wrestling, like I don't have to say more about that and like lie about the extent of our show. We have a great time doing it, but mm-hmm. they hear that and they're like, "Oh, that's actually dope. That's weird. That's cool. I need weird yeah. things in my life." <laughs> and and then you get another, you know, ten, five minutes to chatter up. So <laughs> that's hey, uh, whatever it works. That's it, what- you gotta have yeah. your uh, your cards and your gameplay, you know, man. Throw them out. Yeah. I got the wrestling card. I got the uh, I, I travel all around the world card. Um, Jeremy over here. I, I just do puns. Uh, some people like that. <laughs> Not all the puns, but because of you, sir, I've actually gotten to know Jeff Cobb a little bit. Uh, Hello. Yeah. I mentioned you our thing, and and he mentioned that he uh, is very fond of your work since he you do a, a lot of fan. work, sir. Uh, cheap plug for Jeremy doing good work yeah. on Jeff Cobb shirts, but uh, no, no that, like, how was that show that we were very very close, and and he wanted me to tell you hello by the way. Oh, he's adorable. He's yeah, very adorable. The show was dope. P- PWG guys, it was awesome. Um, opening match, Jungle Boy, first person. Well, hang on, before that, did oh. they have any like fanfare? How about any fanfare for like? The, it being the 200 show, was there any video package, anything? Well, what anything was the vibe like beforehand in the show? line uh, at the bar? Like, yeah. is everyone excited to be there for this more so than usual? I, everybody's super fired up. There was a very small speculation of like, oh, will the Young Bucks show up? That would kind of mm-hmm. make sense. They probably won't, but that would kind of make sense. Uh, you know, and they didn't. No any, any chatter yeah, of Super alert. Dragon making an appearance? Was there any? Yeah, that's what I was doing. That? A little bit of chatter for that. Just like, like, is anything going to happen? Honestly, like nothing um, out of the ordinary happened. It was, it, but it was a pretty good show. Good show. Uh, everybody, everybody went all out. Um, as I was going to leave, my favorite into, part about the Super Dragon thing is sorry to interrupt. Uh, is literally almost everyone who's gone to a PWG show has met this motherfucker and doesn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, continue. Well, I mean, like the elephant in the room with uh, Luke Perry. Oh and man, Boyd. I was I was waiting to get into so, that. Let's Jungle just. Boy, oh. So here, here are the conversations that was going at the bar, guys. We had a great time before the bar, um, guys. I saw Zach. Uh, you remember Zach with the long hair that shows up at eight in the morning? Oh, Zach Monday. Yes, Zach Monday. Zach was there. Um, once again, he did. He was exceptional concierge and took good care of me. And uh, he uh, he was there bright and early again. And I sat next to these guys for the entire. Actually, I sat next to him the entire night. And it was a really good show. But one of the things that was rumbling on at the bar was, you know, we would not blame Jungle Boy for canceling, but we think he's going to be here because they would have announced on Twitter if he wasn't. Because they're good about that. Yeah. And um, nobody would have blamed him. No, you know, no just to, like I said, get the elephant out of the room. Yeah, yeah, nobody would blame him. So at this and, stage, uh, this is where I mean, his, his dad if anybody would, if anybody would, his dad would. His, his dad would be like, exactly. No, you yeah, need to get out dad, there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Luke would be the only person disappointed that he if he bailed. Yeah, right. He didn't kind of promo on anything, but like I think we all know that. Like Luke fucking loves wrestling. And, uh, I mean, how and, many shows and, has he been there up on the balcony watching his son wrestle? Like, pretty much every appearance he's had for PWG well, so far, right? In January was his debut, but he was there in the corner, and he was waving the shirt, and he was going nuts, and he was off in the corner and not wanting to be bothered, just rooting his son on, and he loved wrestling. And I think we all know that because, um, you know, I've done a little bit of reading over the last bit. I'm not going to act like I always knew this, but... One of the older episodes of uh, his old show, I, I guess it was 90210, uh, he was sitting there watching TV with a roommate, and they had wrestling on. And uh, in the lines, he said, man, I just really love wrestling, which is a line that apparently he said in a few other interviews. And he just kept like plugging that thing. Now, this hasn't been confirmed, but I would speculate that maybe he asked, hey, if we're just going to have TV on and we're talking about it, be like, on wrestling. Like, can I fuck around with that? Like, just do it. Like, we're about to go off the air. Yeah, it's, so, uh, it's not like any, anything that, they pick on a show isn't, like, chosen out. But, like, they picked that out. They made sure to have something specific on there. So I imagine, yeah, make it more real. Hmm. Yeah, John, are you with... Okay. So anyway, yeah, uh, somber mood over the house in uh, around the bar, but uh, awesome match, and Jungle Boy went over. That's pretty cool, right? So, I mean, just to clear the air on this one for everybody at home, at this point, Luke Perry had had the stroke, and he was in hospital before the obviously before very sad away, right? news came out. Yeah, was it yesterday that, yeah, he, he actually passed. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the thing is, and he was also wrestling his friend at PWG. From what I heard, they like they've gone back in the day, um, and a lot of people were really just ready to give him the out. And it seemed like like he showed up, he showed out, he won the match. Everybody went nuts the entire match for him. Mm-hmm. It was really really good. So who was that against? Like, it, it, Can you imagine, man? Who do you work? Um, Very prepared here at Grown Men. Watch this shit. Hey, no one's expected to be super professional here. <laughs> this guy was locked out of his house earlier. Exactly. This is okay. what our listeners have come to expect. 
But yeah, man, overall, oh, I was so sad about just the whole Luke Perry thing. Hey, like, it fucking killed me. Let's do this. Here we go. You're back. He's back. Yeah, yeah, I'm back. I, I was pulling up a, a screenshot with a match card on it. It was a long night, as is PWG, a bunch of hammered hardcore wrestling fans. So who was he working? Trey Miguel. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one uh, part wasn't of three-way, the... Wasn't it a three-way match? Uh, no. It'd be oh, a single... I, just, I thought it was. Never mind. Yeah, he's blowing I up an impact at the moment, right? Trey Miguel. Yeah, yeah. Part of the Rascals. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, that sounds like it would have been a really good match. But yeah, I imagine yeah, the whole crowd would have been very uh, somber and there for him. Man, it's fucking so no sad. Hey. Whatever. PWG. Um, David Starr, Jonathan Gresham. Mm. Holy shit! Holy shit! Like, I uh, I actually really respect like both of these wrestlers for their amateur background, technical, technical style, things like that. And what really impressed me is, you know, I, I think a lot of people weren't too like hot on that match. When it was, and I was really before it. it actually got in the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, I saw some like, like tweets and some different shit going on by different people being like, you know, I don't, I'm not too excited about that. And I was really excited. Weird. Their amateur back. And they're yeah. technical. Yeah. Same. Right. Yeah, Especially, so. and this was Gresham's debut as well. And Gresham's like for me, like probably one of the best guys in the country on the indie scene right now, and like doing awesome stuff overseas in uh, UK and Rev Pro and stuff Preach. too. Yeah, I can't get enough of the Gresh, killing an ROH as well. So I think this was a yeah, some people like it. who are more into your technical kind of wrestling were probably real excited for Gresham being there. But then I guess that's what you have to split with the PW, PWG audience, right? Like people that are more into your your, your flippy spots and stuff. Nothing wrong with well, that. Well, here's the thing. But... Gresham is like the got that technical aspect, but he's like got such a unique viewpoint on doing that stuff, and he's mm. just a character all his own, man. It's fucking, yeah. he's tremendous. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Part of the Calamari Catch Kings as well now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I love that. But so, uh, by the sounds of it, some people weren't too excited about this, but then this uh, this match might have blown them away a little bit. Is that right, John? Yeah, I thought, the, I mean, I thought the match was really, really good. Like, it was, it really exceeded expectations. Um, I was actually talking to David Starr beforehand, and I, I told him, I was like, you know, I, I talked to him before about amateur wrestling. Said I really respect the work and everything. And he said I was really, really looking for the match. And he, I, I think he said something like, oh, you know, like not a lot of people are, or like whatever, but like we're going to go there and give it. And dude, they stole the show. Like in my opinion, it was definitely the best match on the night. It, it, I saw Jonathan Gresham in his, uh, I think it was his debut last, last month or in January. Oh, so that was, and, uh, oh, my bad. What was that? I thought this was his debut. No, nah, no, nah, he'd wrestled in uh, in January as well. Okay. And and I can't place who he worked, but um, there was a lot of hype around him, and I I really have an open eye, I would think, and like open minded to like seeing new shit that I haven't seen. And um, I I remember feeling like, well, I feel like people are talking like the things that I've read or just didn't describe what I saw, and I was willing to go to mine again, but I didn't see it. 
and this match, man, I saw the most beautiful shit that I've ever seen. Like it, it was an incredible match. I don't know what the rating is going to be, whatever. I would give it at least four stars uh, in my book. And if it's my book, what's your scale on stars? <laughs> Is it, is it uh, well, you know, seven star like scale? Yeah, is this out of five? Is this a traditional yeah, scale? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I'd give, give a four out of five. And to uh, me, Meltzer, if I say it's four to five, it's four to five, right? So, like, excellent. I thought it was smart wrestling, and I thought they kept it going. And while it doesn't appeal to everybody, PWG does a good job of balancing out their card. And I thought they yeah. did an excellent job tonight. Yeah, it's weird to me that the fans were so vocal about a match between these two guys. What's who that? Are, it's crazy to me that people are so vocal about the, a match between these two guys. It's David Starr is awesome. Jonathan Gresham's fucking amazing. Like, it, it, was it really that bad of a match on the last show with Gresham? Uh, no, I don't think it was bad. I just I, I didn't know what to expect, and I heard a lot about him. I mean, why did everyone sour on him? You're saying it sounded pretty universal that a lot of people were soured on the match. Uh, no, I don't mean to apply that. Not at oh, all. Okay. Yeah, it is. I don't know. It just, uh, I, I, I really, I, I'd read about him. I'd really, really liked for what I like. Like, I, I really like a technical Zack Sabre type of style. Yeah. And no, I'd I, heard I, this, I, I might be confusing. I mean, Fans who were not looking forward to the David Starr and Jonathan Gresham match, what was their reason? <laughs> they were fucked up about it. People were nuts. It was incredible. Do you understand what the reason would be, Chris, at all? Like, I mean, like, to me, it's like the same thing as, you know, we all love I, Zack Sabre Jr., right? But there are people in PW, like PWG fans to where it's like Zack is just not their cup of tea. So I'm assuming it's probably a bit of a similar thing because Gresh probably, you know, works a bit more of a Zack kind of kind of deal so yeah. maybe just different strokes for different folks i guess yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just, I i don't get it because i love that style but i i did hear some rumblings including from some very um reputable people in the community and <laughs> what? what does that and, mean <laughs> well i'm not gonna add it here, but it'd be a good show and they were blown away. Like, I mean, it was a really good show, man. They made, they made a hell of a show out of like 20 uh, minutes, I saw. Yeah. Yeah, that, that match, man, oh, my God, it was the best. Yeah. Loved it. And that's Loved saying it. something, because there were some, like, loaded-up, awesome-looking matches on that card that I think other people were potentially looking forward to a, a lot more than this one. So for this one to be what I'm reading a, a lot of people as well um, from their fitter feedback on Twitter and stuff saying this was their match the night like that is really a, a high God. compliment for this match I haven't even done my research on what people were saying about it like this is that damn good guys I loved it you heard, you heard what people were saying about it in the room brother you were there yeah, you were, feeling you were there in person you're taking it and in people were like oh shit like I mean I don't know what's on Twitter but I felt the buzz people were going People are going nuts. Doing nice. Love it. So it was definitely the show stealer. Lucha Brothers. Oh god, guys, I bought I bought Phoenix's mask. I bought Phoenix's mask. Whoa. I forgot to pay? tell you. I saw that. How much did you pay? <laughs> two fifty. God man. <laughs> yeah. No, you could have had an expensive night expensive night out at a Seattle sushi restaurant for that amount of money, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
for one. No, Shiro San, it was incredible. Shout out. It was nice. amazing. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, by the way, fucking uh, looking forward to seeing all you Mama Lukes. I'm actually getting together with Alicia to set up our tickets for our flights on Friday. Ooh, is this uh, New York? Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, let's get it, boys. Oh, yeah. man. I can't wait. We right, will, we'll definitely talk about like the, the sort of WrestleMania thing how it's all shaping up uh we will uh finish on this this uh pwg card first though. hang on one second how many shows do we have before oh, wrestlemania weekend i think i've got like 10 so far i mean if we actually if we no i meant us me and you if we actually stick to a standard two shows a week oh, there's right. only two more shows yeah i guess because we've got okay i'm not good no. with dates <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I guess I, I I'm bringing up things that don't matter at all. All right, back to PWG, Jonathan. Uh, so I did want to say I'm reading a match result, and it says that opening match with Jungle Boy was a three way between Trey Miguel, Jungle Boy, and Jake Atlas. Was Jake Atlas? I there? thought I was right. I thought I was right. Right. You're shit. You're right. Oh, Sorry, guys. Much balls and vibes giving the line at PWG. Wait, you were there, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I took I, some notes. I didn't take all the notes. I got. I the just want to say that is by no means a indi- indictment on the abilities of one Jake Atlas. Uh, Jonathan Kraft <laughs> is solely a uh, a secondary part of the show. He, you know, he's a he's a correspondent. He doesn't speak for us. <laughs> Dude, Jake Atlas. You see that bus, John? You see that bus coming? Under. Smooth. Oh, John, your your connection's a little bit crispy. You're rasping out my ears a little bit, John. Is there something you can do about that connection, maybe? You're a little choppy. Can you maybe move to the center of a room? Or a wall, even? I don't know. Driving home. Oh, you're driving? Oh, you're driving. Shit. Yeah, it's legal to drive me on the front of a Colorado boys. Oh. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> well, give us a, give us a ring back when you're uh, off the road, so it's a better connection. We will talk to you a little bit more about these two damn shows. Yeah. Is, that, is that possible? Crash port is coming up. All right, buddy. Talk to you. <laughs> All right. Be safe. Bye. Be safe. <laughs> oh dear. I, I don't um, fucking care. I was a little bit concerned there that we were contributing towards uh, some illegal activity on the road. I, I don't want to... It's certainly uh... distracted driving. Yeah. At one point, like, he, he, went, he left for somewhere to look at some notes. We're like, what was he doing? How was he focusing <laughs> he, like, on the road? Did he get up on the back of the car? <laughs> yeah, I thought he left the room. Yeah, same. I thought he was in his, in his house. Oh, man. All right, we'll we'll get him back. We'll finish off this PWG show report, and we'll hear about the the crash. Uh, while while John is gone, I wanted to make sure that we um, spoke a little bit uh, about something that uh, I know uh, both of us as a show are quite passionate about. I know you have a T-shirt now, my friend. Uh, Underworld Wrestling. Now, uh, there we. I watched the the last uh, most recent couple shows on uh, Amazon okay. Prime, um, and I am very excited about the fact that 
this coming Sunday. I will actually be there live in person in living colour at their, their next lot of tapings at Claw HQ. Yes, I'm going to a, a cult, a cult underground fight club. And I, I'm worried I, about you. You're very impressionable. Is, is there an opportunity that you might be joining the claw at the end of the evening? I'm very. Or maybe at the, at the beginning of the evening. We don't know. You might just yeah. show up and say, "Hey, guys, need anybody?" <laughs> I'm very easily coerced. Uh, multiple people think that. Uh, it, it's honestly, I'm, I'm shocked that I've reached the age of 32 without having joined a cult already. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm all ready for it. You know. All right. Should be a good time. As long as, long as I get one of those sweet robes. You know, if, if one of those robes comes with the deal of joining the Claw as a cult, then I'm fucking in, man. <laughs> They're pretty slick, dude. I hear you. But I'm jelly. One of those jelly. jackets as well. Maybe they can chuck in one of those sweet uh, underground wrestling shirts. You know, that's all I want. Ah. That's all I need. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited about that. Uh, we, we've spoken a bit about underground wrestling before. We've, we've talked a bit about underworld. First... Yeah, did oh, I say underground? underground? What the fuck's I mean, wrong it's with un- me? It is underground, but it's underworld. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've spoken about it in the past. Uh, I thought we'd, we'd have a little bit of a, a, a chin wag about these last couple episodes before this upcoming taping, where I'll uh, I'll be happy to to share my my live show perspective, thoughts, friend. Yeah. But uh, so. I, I watched episode three and four most recently. Uh, did you make it through uh, one or two of those? I watched both of them just uh, a little bit nice. before the show, and I love this show more and more each and every episode. It gets better. Mm. They're like getting fine tuned into their own voice, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really 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 digging it. Little production things I feel are improving with each episode as well. Um, and yeah, I think that they're, they're they're getting better with the, each each one as they go. Uh, I think these were the tapings from last November that they're finishing up before this this new one, and then we've got another episode after that. But I mean, it's a real easy show to get through. Hey, like the matches with the ten minute time limit generally don't go uh, too long. They're they're easy to uh, to digest. And then you have a lot of cool like promo segments. Everything keeps moving. I love the the ECW style jump cuts between each each yep. bit. Uh, that pops me a lot. Um, but I mean, yeah, I thought those were both very fun shows. Uh, would definitely recommend again anyone that's got the Amazon Prime at home, uh, check it out. I mean, episode three I really enjoyed because this was the the grand return after being gone for many a year from underworld wrestling of mad dog what did you oh, think man. of of uh of mad dog friend what were your takeaways <laughs> of mad dog i, I fucking love it man I, <laughs> I, the tattoos are gold they're they're tremendous but no really i i love characters of wrestling and this guy clearly comes in he's basically uh, pissed off that his uh fight club is Kind of gone corporate, and mm-hmm. he just like now it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, it's some bullshit in his mind, and he's he's already sick of it. He's going after uh, the head of the claw. So, I man, I I fucking loved it. That guy is so good. He's just I love the gimmick where he's like he got sick of fighting here, so he needed he needed a break, so he went to <laughs> China to fight in their underworld, <laughs> their underground fighting. I forgot like, about yes. that. So good. I mean, but he's such a different kind of cat. I love all the story right? development, dude. He's like such a. Uh, there's there's certain 
like a certain Australian character, like even just outside of wrestling, just sort of like these Australian colloquialism type of characters, and he's definitely one of them. You know, we may call them, I don't know, Bogan uh, might be a, a <laughs> word for it if, if you guys are familiar with that. But I mean, to paint a picture of this guy, bald head, big uh, beard, burly looking man, he has this tattoo of a bulldog on like his, on his belly. Yeah, on his belly. Wrestles in jeans. <laughs> He's actually probably one of the most well-known deathmatch guys in Australian wrestling, but I'm really liking in in the world of Underworld. Uh, he's he's more into the submission game because we know how important the submission game is in Underworld wrestling. You know, a submission is yep. worth more points than a pin. So, and he Clearly really showed that. I was crazy impressed yeah. with uh, with his mat game in this uh, this bout. I hadn't seen much of that before in my my previous matches I'd seen of Mad Dog. So I thought it was great. His opponent, oh my gosh, I was, were you as excited as me for Irish Paddy O'Neill? Holy shit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, he was the, so great. And then the promo afterwards, did oh. you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to like, it's so <laughs> to like cut, edit it together from like all yeah. of his Irish rambling nonsense. Oh. I just love how he's like just so worked up and ready to promo his ass off. <laughs> it's oh. So fuck. I love this show, dude. I when I don't remember which episode it was, but when Mad Dog and Pitbull were <laughs> bullshitting yeah, with that each was other. In episode four, where they had like a meeting of these two, um, these two retro back in the day underworld guys of saying how much this place has changed and back in my day and oh. I think Adam was, was actually so putting good. that over when we had him on the show, right? Like that actual segment. Yeah. Oh, I loved it so oh. much. So when Cracker Jack turns to his brother at the end and goes, a bit rude, ain't it? <laughs> or some shit like that. <laughs> I was like, fucking hell of this guy. Oh, yeah. And, and speaking oh, of but... great characters in the history of Australian wrestling, Cracker Jack's another one that's been the man in Australian wrestling for forever. It's almost like unfortunate that he's retired now that Australian wrestling's finally blowing up on an international level. Uh, but I mean, he's got to be the greatest talker and just presence on on screen uh, of, of all Australian wrestlers, I'd say. Uh, what do you think of, of Crackerjack, Cracker the the brother of Gore? Dude, Crackerjack, like I said, he popped me with that line immediately. I like he's definitely definitely great, especially like. You know, they, they went into the lineage of the family, and there was Cracker Jill, of course, and mm -hmm. uh, how the new brother is like a leaner, bigger version of Cracker Jack. I'm like, well, that's just, just awesome. Great development for a brother manager. And uh, I like the use of a stapler. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he when he tried to reach for the ropes, Cracker Jack would staple gun his fingers. I'd never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh man, dude! I like I said, I just love the show. The the excuse me, the bit that really made me laugh was uh, them doing the "So You Want to Be a Wrestler" TV show oh. that's outside of the TV. Like they're even developing shows that occur in the world within <laughs> underworld wrestling. So like, I, I just love that show. That this was great. I this... love wrestling so much. This closed so episode, the first Mikey. episode. Yeah, so Mikey, an excitable youngster has uh, overcome the odds and, and is the, the surprising winner of So You Think You Can Wrestle? <laughs> it's like yeah. faux reality show. 
Oh, so good. So great. And I heard some people were not fans of this, but I loved everything about it. And on the next episode, uh, in the ring, they, they welcomed him out. And the, the ring announcers, uh, Andy Coyne and uh, Muhammad Ali Velez, uh, had a, a little bit of a chat with this, this youngster that, that won the reality show and was excited to make his uh, Underworld Wrestling debut. Yeah, he was jazzed, man. He was he was happy to be there, as they say. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I just love the whole premise. And then both the announcer guys are like, all right, bro. <laughs> Hey, you don't know what you're in for. Here's your opponent. <laughs> mm. There was a sneaky little drop, a reference that uh, our international uh, listeners may not have gotten. I actually missed it to start with as well, where um, uh, Ali Velez uh, says to him, so you, you said that you were going to put Australian wrestling on the map. Now, that is a callback to a line that uh, Tommy Dreamer said after the first um uh, House of Hardcore show tour in Australia where, you know, a lot of the Australian wrestling dudes think they're doing really cool shit, but then uh, oh, this, shit. this uh, you know, House of Hardcore tour uh, did, uh, yeah. it actually did really well, you know, the, the Young Bucks on it and stuff, this was a few years back, but, but then hey, Tommy Dreamer had move, made the move very... over, Australian wrestling, here comes Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> That's how a lot of people took it, right? But yeah, Tommy went on... Yeah. Uh, did a bit of a, a video, you know, promo thing to it. Pretty much, you know, like any wrestling promoter hyping shit up and you're saying, we've put Australian wrestling on the map, you know, House of Hardcore, whatever. And then, yeah, we had a lot of uh, disgruntled Australian wrestlers that says, oh, Tommy Dreamer put Australian wrestling on the map. I thought Slex did. I thought, uh, you know, TMDK did. I thought blah, 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 blah. Nope. Yeah. Nope. So this was actually a Tommy bit Dreamer. of a... Uh, insider callback to to that. I like that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bit of a backstory there. But yeah, then uh, he proceeded to get fucking murdered by Carlo Cannon, returning Carlo from the, the nasty broken arm that he suffered a few episodes prior. Now, do they explain like the timeline-wise, like how what's the jump between shows? Because it, it's like a couple weeks this man heals in amazing speed. It is amazing speed. I mean, this isn't a weekly episodic show. It's like a basically a show where you'll get an episode every now and then. So there may be like three weeks between episodes. I'm not sure on the exact uh, science of the episode drops. They should um, have like there's no real timeline at all. Like it all, it's all just flowing. Mm. Everything is going along. You know what I mean? Like somebody can get injured and come back next week because of the way shows are fucked up. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> or a guy could get injured and literally have to not be booked out of the show because mm. he's. Yeah, we'll be back in time. It's good. You're good, buddy. I mean, I think in reality, between the tapings, between the first lot of tapings and that November lot of tapings, <laughs> it was like two months or something like that. So, okay. yeah, it does work out. But when you're watching it, like episode one, episode two, episode three, episode four. It does seem like a bit of a fast comeback after his tearful having to relinquish the title. And then, oh, yep, back in two episodes. <laughs> yeah, he's a badass, this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, but that fucking, was it the German suplex he gave him? He just threw the motherfucker almost into the lights? Oh. That was amazing. I saw some crazy-ass Germans in that other match, and we'll talk about it a little bit here. Mm. Uh, episode one, also, I wanted to give props to that uh, rad match with uh, Erica Reed and um, ba -ba -ba Vixen for the, the Women's Underworld Championship. And this 
was great because you don't see a lot of women's hardcore wrestling, you know, like proper violent hardcore women's wrestling in today's day and age. With a lot of color. Yeah, and Vixen got some color. Uh, Erica Reed was like fucking stabbing her with a fork in the arm and in the head. This, this shit got uh, got intense. That's sadistic. Mm. Uh, Erica, no, uh, Vixen, the longtime girlfriend of Mad Dog, for those playing at home. I don't know their current situation, but that's how I know of her. Uh, and Erica Reed, I was very impressed by her. You know, she's a great talker, um, but she really delivered in ring in this match, I thought. I actually did not catch the match itself. Oh, man, you missed some violence. You know me in violence. I had my my quota of ultraviolence recently. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you, GCW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. But yeah, this resulted in uh, Erica Reed losing the, the title and then uh, promptly having a, a breakup with the, the leader of the, the Claw, or the, the spokesman of the Claw, uh, Lord Mark Williamson. So we'll see how that progresses in the, the near future. But, uh, yeah, I thought episode three was really fun. And then episode four, great too. We had this thing where Carla Cannon killed poor Mike E. Uh, I also enjoyed uh, Sagat Pyro's debut after being banished from the underworld for, for many a, a month, uh, murdering poor Sam Cannon. You see that one? Oh, yeah. Dude, uh... One guy that was a highlight to me is fucking, was it Seth Oath? Oh, uh, Simon Oath. He was my Simon favorite Oath, on the whole right. episode. Dude, he reminded me of, like, just the coolest dude you just want to hang out with. Right. And then he's, like, also wrestling. <laughs> oh, my favorite was the, the promo segment they had with him riding the stationary bike. And <laughs> <laughs> he's the most chill motherfucker ever, right? Yeah, dude, I, back in, I was like, that reminds me of what, or like a Chris-type dude. It's just a chill-ass <laughs> motherfucker that just down to hang. And hey, man, I fucking, you know, I do suplexes. So yeah, down, down for a couple <laughs> of beers, you know? You're always got your, got your VDs yeah. handy. Oh. Yeah, piss me over there, piss. <laughs> I was, like, intrigued as to how much of his, his like, actual speaking you would be able to understand as an American, because that was some pretty ochre Australian-ness right there. Were you all good with, with putting up what he was putting down? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Sometimes I feel like Australian, like, really ochre-ness requires subtitles for viewers around the rest of the world, but it's good that that was, that was all right. Yeah, a lot of the words flow together, but that's... It's cool. I think it's awesome sounding. It was like, oh, yeah, I caught out all of that. That's interesting that I was able to catch all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved how much of no fucks he gave about any of this. <laughs> they spoke about <laughs> how his, his dad was a bit pissed off at him that he released the, the famed family submission uh, too early yeah. in his last match. <laughs> I really like the bit where he's like, yeah, dad didn't make it because he's... He had to be somewhere else. He was on a fishing trip. That's <laughs> <laughs> like that's awesome. So good, so good. And then he had a really oh, dude, good the, match I really like it. The, yeah, the, oh, you're right. Actually, it was pretty damn good. Or even earned each other a little bit of mutual respect after the match. Gotta mm. love that angle. Indeed. But no, I, I, what I really like is how much 
what we kind of keyed on on the first couple of shows about uh, JXT, like not really fitting in mm. with the whole underground wrestling, but they're really like amping that up. Like, yeah, <laughs> they didn't tell him what locker room to go to. They wouldn't put his fucking merch up. Like they're just giving this guy a fucking hard time because he's a professional wrestler. Mm. And at the same time, he's sort of like almost becoming a bit of a heel because he's just a bit of a whiny dickhead as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the character progression on all fronts. You know, we got it with uh, with Simon Oath. You know, he's finally got this first win, making his dad proud. Uh, we got it with Slickback Cash, the Kung Fu master, who is not all that great at the Kung Fu, but he tries really hard. <laughs> His iron hand technique maybe requires some working on, but we'll see how they're it working goes. on it. They're working yeah, on it. Yeah, they're working on it. He was like practicing on some beer cans in that promo afterwards. <laughs> and uh, then, oh, yeah, the best show. I really enjoyed that. And then your Mad Dog and Gore was fun too. And then they finished on the the big reveal of it looks like uh, Lord Mark Williamson has a, a new champion who he. he this strange cult helmet on there must be some significance there that I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing more about oh all of the things happening in underworld wrestling stay tuned uh yeah oh so super very fun. fun very and fun. It, yeah and also what a comfortable shirt oh, oh. so comfy uh, you you ordered this all across the the way of the Pacific Ocean. I'm normally used to doing that, you know, from America to here and getting fucked on postage. How was yours? Was your postage alright? Uh, the postage was decent. Uh, the the claw did help work with me a little bit, and they nice. also uh, throw in a couple little extra goodies, little more Ooh. stickers, some buttons. So thank you, the claw. Who says cults aren't run by nice guys? You know? I never do. I'll tell you that. You'll never hear me say it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right here, sir. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll report to everyone how how nice the the cult experience of uh, them running a wrestling show uh, goes um, on Sunday. But yeah, I heard they've Good got a yell. happy hour Five and everything. Stars. Yeah, I think so. John, I think Jonathan's ready. <laughs> all right, let's get back. Get John back. Uh, all right, just a sec. You you in your your home now, John? No longer having to drive. Yeah, stay put. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. Oh, good man. We're back. We're back with John Craft. Uh, you are no longer driving. Is that right? That's correct. I am actually cooking food safely in my house. Nice. What are you cooking? Safely cooking. You know, I'm using an air fryer about about uh, six months ago. It's changed my life. I really use the microwave. <laughs> I'm cooking all sorts of things from Trader Joe's, Ooh, like awesome. some uh, shumai dumplings. I'm Ooh, also cooking fuck. some, uh, what is this? Some, uh, uncured bacon-wrapped dates stuffed with goat cheese. Oh, Whoa, fuck. look at this fancy motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, well, it's all frozen and all costs $3 a pack. <laughs> oh, I get you. I get you. <laughs> Very nice. Very Still nice. fancy. It tastes fancy as fuck. Amazing. Amazing. All well, right. before we move along to Crash, was there anything, any more standouts of the show? Uh, I, I'm kind of interested in how the title match shaked out altogether. Oh, yeah, back to man. Pandito's over as fuck. Like, everybody loves this guy, and this has been going on for a few months now. Like, he's really, really really ramped up besides just outside me in this podcast like everybody loves this guy 
Everybody was on his side. Like some people wanted Jeff Cobb to win. A lot of people irrationally believe. Like I love Bandito, but I did not think he was going to win tonight or the other night. And uh, a lot of people really thought that was going to be his night. Uh, people were up on it. People were excited. People were broken when he lost. Nice. Now was, I have I have been to a couple of shows and I'm not really paying attention to the angle. Is is Jeff considered a face champion or is yep, he doing yep, heel? Yep. He oh, that's awesome. Heel, yeah. That's cool. cool. I like that. That's yeah. great. That's good, man. I had very high hopes of this match because I like obviously how good the, good. the finals of Bowler was. So uh-huh. it was this kind of yeah, a continuation yeah, yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah, they follow the same flow, same pacing. It was pretty quickly paced. It was very good. There were some slow moments, but it told a lot of stories. It was a really good match, guys. It was a good championship match. Bandito came out looking like a million bucks. Jeff Jeff Cobb retained. I mean, it, it, it was just good. Well, the people who can't make it into attendance, would you say this is a must-buy DVD or no? Um, I would say... How do I say this? Respectfully. It no, was significantly opinion, better than the last was, show. It, I've already put out with a disclaimer. No worries. (laughs) I will always, I will always love going to the PWG show because it is truly an experience. The last show I went to was a little bit of a letdown, I guess, compared in my experience in the past. Now, given the track record, I don't hold it against them. Whatever. This past weekend, guys, they took a a roster that was um, a lot of you guys, less experienced, and, and and they really made a hell of a show out of it. Like it was. It was really, really good. Like you, you, you opened it with Jungle Boy just wrestling his ass off, and everybody going nuts for him because of what was going on. Like just cheering him along, and who knew where we'd end up, right? But like, like people were just going like right behind him for it. And then you had the Lucha Brothers coming out, and let me say, Phoenix and and Pentagon both came out in samurai gear. Phoenix has new gold. Uh, samurai gear to come out with Pentagon, oh, or at yeah. least I had. I saw a picture of this. Pretty sweet. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Fucking awesome. Gorgeous, gorgeous. Great experience all the way through. And they were working the, the Rascals and LAX, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good too, man. Every everything was really good. Like, I I don't know that there was like a five star match on the card. I would give match of the night to Gresham versus Star. Well, it's but, like you don't need a five-star that, match to have a good card. No, no, like, no. To that's me, not, like, yeah, yeah. average star was really good, man. Just everything yeah. through was was really happy. Awesome. Like, it, it was a good show. Everybody was really happy to be there. It was great. It was like a party, man. It was fun. It was a good time. Nice. Yeah. I, I love I love Lucha Libre because they're wearing masks already. So they and got these really flamboyant outfits, so they didn't have to get extra gear to wear on top of that gear. Are you familiar with the phrase wearing a hat or on top of a hat? It's, it's sometimes a little too much, but hey, I, and I fucking love it in wrestling. It's, it's one of the few places where it works. Yeah, I love right. that. You're 100% right, man, because every luchador you see come out, you have the fancy entrance mask, right? It's like a little bit yeah. maybe yeah. the deluxe version that you don't want to wrestling because it'll fuck it up. And then yeah. you take that off, to reveal a mask below it. And that is yes. completely makes sense in the world of Mexican wrestling. I love it. I um I also wanted to love make sure guys. I asked Great. you, John. You still there, John? Uh-huh. Yeah, I I really wanted to, to find out from you 
how uh, my uh, great uh, friend, lover, just great dude all yeah. around, Mark yes. Davis, uh, how yes. him and, and Kyle, Aussie Open, went against the, the best friends because this was a really big match for them, for, for Mark Davis, friend of the show as well, um, as, as well, because this, a lot of people don't know this, this was actually Davis's return to PWG after wrestling for PWG last, I want to say, in like 2008, uh, when he was still green as all fuck. Um, he, he was, you know, just got the opportunity, fucking why not, did it, you know, as a, a young rookie, probably did wasn't all that happy with his match, but, you know, fucking that's what happens when you're only like a year into wrestling, whatever. Uh, so I think he really had something to prove in this one to himself, also, you know, in addition to, to just the, the whole what PWG's become, you know, then to now. So uh, I think there was a lot of pressure on him in this one. Uh, what do you think? How did he do? Uh, how did the crowd accept him? Tell me about that. So and Kyle, I too. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yes, yes, and Kyle. Kyle's pretty good um, as well. I met Kyle after the match. I did talk to Mark before the match. Just said, hey, I'm, I'm that guy for that party that night. And he said, cool. <laughs> and, uh, and that was great, you know. So I, I think they had a really good match. You know, I, I didn't dive too deep just because you were saying, like, that, you know, he wanted to come back and really just kill it. Mm. I didn't really, like, like dig in when we were just talking about, you know, what we were talking about. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I, I I think he did a good job. Like, for my opinion, he did a great job. I, I feel like he's probably satisfied with it. I know I was. I was just like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is probably what this guy's looking for. Um, so I hope he feels the same because we all enjoyed it. And it how did the time. crowd take good... to him? Like, was there kind of a buzz that, like, you know, these guys are pretty overact in the UK and we know that they're a bit of a big deal? Or was it more like, we don't know who these was... guys are, impress us? It was, it was a half crowd, but the half was going nuts. Okay, okay. Did they, was there a please come back chant or a don't come back chant all on Sammy <laughs> Guevara? No, yeah. Yeah, right, Sammy. No, yeah, uh, there's definitely a please come back. Awesome. 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 Very happy about that. I, and I think there's a, a chance that uh, we might just be seeing him uh, and Kyle back in PWG. Bola, bola, bola. Ooh. I, yeah, why, what happened to DDT4? I want DDT to come back. Fuck. What a, I've actually seen posts about that or people mention it on Twitter because, you know, I love the PWG fan base, so I follow all those fuckers. There's a lot of complaints about that pretty Ooh. regularly. DDT, there's actually a big complaint about tag team wrestling in general in indie wrestling, in wrestling, man. It's there's it's lacking. There's not a lot of really awesome – I mean, there's plenty of great tag teams, but it's not being highlighted Showcased? on shows like it could be. Yeah, uh-huh. I think it could get more of a spotlight, right? And I guess that's where a lot of people yeah. are quite excited about this uh, All Elite Wrestling thing coming up. It sounds like there's going to be a big emphasis on tag wrestling there. But yeah, there's so many great tag I teams going right tag. now. Me too. It's so much more exciting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Rascals, LAX, like, obviously the Young Bucks, Lucha Bros. Uh, I, I, you know, would love to see Australian Open against any of, of those teams. Like, CCK are killing it as well. Uh, between Chris Brooks and uh, Kid Lycos and Gresh, as we've just mentioned. But, yeah, tag team wrestling is on fire in 2019, and I want to see more of it. So can you imagine how loaded a DDT 
would be if they were going to to do one this year. It, honestly, it could be the card of the year if they pull if they. There's so much opportunity to do it, and people are passionate for it. Mm-hmm. And as anyone who is a wrestling fan knows, four guys in the ring way more exciting than two. Uh, it's just mm-hmm. it's natural. It's math. And we didn't even mention the Mexi Bloods. Fucking love me some Flamita and Bandito. Another great. Time. I don't care for that name. It's hard no. to say. Did I pronounce it correctly to your taste? No, you said it fine. No, right, you said right. it perfectly fine. I just like Mexi Bloods is just weird to say. <laughs> All right, John. Hot sorry takes, to interrupt. Hot takes. All right. Yeah, hot takes. Yeah, my hot takes. Mexi <laughs> Bloods. That was weird to say. A really good time. Yeah. Guys, and, and, and as always, I want to give a shout out to the PWG crowd. Like, I've been going there more and more and more. Like, maybe this is my, I, I haven't counted it, maybe like 10th show by this point. And they've always been really good to me. And they've been good to you guys, you know, Chris specifically. And then, Jeremy, you, you're in deep with them. But, like, like to, to Chris and me, it's coming in. And these guys have really become some good people. I mean, they were, they were inviting me out with a laughter, like, like these are really some good guys, and at first I thought they were nice to all of us because we traveled from outside in. But then I realized we actually all travel from outside in, and uh, you know, like like most of us. And and there's some really good people here. So yeah, I just want to give a shout out to that crowd. You know, if they, if they ever come across this, like like they are what makes the show what it is. In addition to the great wrestling, oh, yeah. there are some dicks in that crowd too. There are some. There are some dicks, but a lot of wrestling crowds and. You have a loud dick in like out of like, <laughs> in, like funny. Funny. hashtag loud you got dick. A loud dick. <laughs> loud, loud, dick. <laughs> loud dick up in this bitch. Like you have a couple guys that just won't shut the fuck up at a PWG show, but like almost everybody are like the best wrestling fans you've ever met. Yeah, oh, there's, I'm talking about the glares, the people who look at other people having maybe more of a good time than they think that they should be having. They just kind of look. There are some people that way. But hey, few and far between, I always say, Indeed. at the PWG. The good outweigh yeah. the bad, and then some. Love those motherfuckers yeah, at PWG. So, I so what's going on with Mexico? Yeah. Man, Mexico good as always. I had a really fun time this you time. Did like, your I've... car trip down from uh, from LA down to San Diego, and then you did the car the trip. Yeah, there was a lot of rain and a lot of fog. It made it kind of weird. I was uh, dealing with a lot of traffic, but managed to weave my way through there. And it was a uh, it was a great time. I got down there, parked the car, everything was good. Uh, you have to ride a my burrow? Uber driver. My, well, no, I did not ride a, a burrow, but my Uber driver accidentally <laughs> took me to the border border instead of the border border. Wait, so what, can you please explain? explain? I'm not sure what that means. So, yeah. <laughs> he, he drove through the line that we could not get out of to get through the border into Mexico. And uh, we'll just say he didn't have his passport on him. Oh, shit. And, uh, <laughs> and he just got stuck uh, yeah, there. He, he, yeah, he was freaking out about, you know, some things that may have gone on in the car, apparently before me or whatever. What? <laughs> yeah. It up be this crazy ass thing, and so as soon as we get into Mexico, we immediately flag down the the person is checking all of us, and I just say, "Man, this is my Uber driver. I fucked up. He doesn't have his passport. Like, how do we get him back how's, to you? How's it, you fucked up? He fucked up, not you. <laughs> I put the address in apparently incorrect. 
correctly. Uh, I fucked up. I got a fucked up. Well, I also asked him 10 minutes before to check it because I wasn't sure. And he was like, no, you're fine. <laughs> so it's a mutual fault, right? Like, I mean, I threw him an Xbox on a tip just because he wasted two hours on the line getting back. Oh. Uh, you're a good yeah, man, John. You're right. a good man. I mean, you know, it wasn't worth like 50 bucks, but I was going to, I'd throw him a 20 and just, I told him to call me when he got across the border. He did. He's fine. So if you had a good book. <laughs> you guys are such a nice guy. Like, hey, give me a ring when you get out of the country safe. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> Tijuana. Like, we got there. Like, he was like, well, I might as well take him to the hotel. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, do it. Like, don't drop me on the side of the road, dude. Like, <laughs> he was full of heroin. That's what was going on. <laughs> yeah. So no, it was a good time. I I saw I saw the aunties. It was they a called. good time. How was that a good time? Uh, <laughs> no, just summarize. Like that was the that was the only bad thing that happened. Really, that's probably the worst okay. things I've ever had on my <laughs> trips. Like uh, I mean, it's always a great time, right? Like that's that's the weirdest thing that's ever happened. I and like the I idea of you turning this negative I, into a positive. I, like you know, it's like we we you know he ended up in the line for two hours, but you know through it all we bonded, we work well together, and overall I want to say it's a good time. Hell yeah! Well, like, <laughs> first is I got to the hotel, I reached my jacket, and I realized I had some like a sample pack of THC included but highly CBD weed balm to put on your skin that <laughs> one of the guys. Zach Monday and I forgot that it was in my pocket so not only did so you smuggled drugs into Mexico John is that what you're telling us here I'm not going to say I did I'm pretty sure the DEA does not listen to this podcast I don't know most of the people um, so, you know, I think we're good there, but it was an accident for any customs people that are listening and it won't happen again. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, total accident. Like I, I threw the weed out. Like I just forgot that the weed I honestly lotion... thought you said you were gonna say you left your wallet in the Uber. I was like, This is the best story. Uh, <laughs> it was so bad getting down there. Like we threw it all out, like when we realized we were getting to the line and we threw out like the joints that we had and like the weed that I had a little bit left over. And uh, and and that's okay, no problem. And then we got up there, and then I got through and realized that he didn't have his passport, and I didn't have uh, no weed on me. Uh, technically, and uh, yeah, it was a bad day. But but then the rest of the trip was really good. I mean, like that night, I'll tell you what, I did something I've never done. Ooh. I went to the same bar I always go to between the meet and greet and the show, and it's Wait, right no, next that doesn't door. sound different at all. <laughs> just kidding, Joanne. I, I said it different today. It, it was the bar where everything is 21 pesos, which is roughly a dollar 10 to 20 cents. And I bought a bottle, like a fifth, a liter for Chris of tequila, Rabasado, for $21. Dang. And I see that that's, that's, that's less than three shots in my country. Yeah, so I just bought same. a bottle. And I thought five people were going to be showing up. Instead, uh, two showed up, and we had to kill this bottle. Hmm? So I started going around the tables and just being like, yo, take a shot with me. And like, I bought too much tequila. People <laughs> were like, great, awesome. Yeah, salute to John. John, knowing and- you, I can completely picture this as well. I just. <laughs> <laughs> too much tequila, everybody. <laughs> I typed it out on my Google Translate, like, 
hey, guys, you know, I thought five people were showing up to have. Please have the shot with me. And I I kept telling the bartender, like, he was like, what bottle service do you want? I said, give me a bottle of Sprite for a chaser. And then just keep the shot glasses coming. And he just kept rotating out the shot glasses and everything was great. I made a lot of friends. I actually hung out with them the rest of this weekend. It was, it was a really nice time. That's fucking awesome. And stop you with it. Not at the bar, at the wrestling show. <laughs> so you said the, the aunties, you, you got to, to catch up again with the aunties that uh, last yep. episode may or may so not late. have referred to you as a gay slur. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I have now been upgraded to Fujito, so everything's okay. <laughs> is that going to be little? No. Yeah, is that little vagina? Like, yeah, little <laughs> Uh, no, I, I love those ladies. That was always something of a dear man. And, you know, they they love to see me and I love seeing them. I fucking them. hope so. <laughs> yeah, right? No, it's a great time. We keep having the same experience. Like, everybody keeps working our little corner. Like, it's, it's pretty fun. <laughs> it's not like a, John, did you become a Mexican prostitute? <laughs> working your corner. Yeah, the aunties called me, called me puto enough to where they just, they just turned <laughs> me out, guys. <laughs> Come get on the train. <laughs> Wrestlers, thank you very much. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not fucking on the corners. I promise. There's you'll <laughs> They're wonderful, wonderful people, but that may not work. Now, John, you make sure that you make them pay. You make them pay, John. No freebies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're a great group of people, and it's a great little corner to sit in. Like, it's my little corner of wrestling in Tijuana. Like, I know everybody there by this point. Like, I've been coming on the show since, like, my first episode, and I've literally gotten to meet these people since that time. And, you know, we, we just really, we just all get along. Like, we have this in common. And, you know, they travel from the States, and they travel from southern Mexico, and they all meet up there. I meet up there, Denver, like, they, they have welcomed me in, and uh, they're really nice people, we're all Facebook friends, you know, <laughs> like, like, they're just good people, and, and I'm really pleased that, like, my time that I've spent in Mexico, I've really developed these relationships, like, I'm not just selling the bars that I'm going to on the show, like, these are people that I've met, that I've told you guys about for months and months and months, and and uh, you know, like, we, we know each other, like, we recognize, we, we all know each other's first names. And that's really something to be said about crossing the border to go watch something as ludicrous as wrestling. Yeah, man. So I just I gotta throw that out there. I mean, they're they're awesome. I could have sworn you when you were during this. You said race relationships instead of relationships. <laughs> <laughs> it's a race race relations type of thing. John Safran shout out. <laughs> it, yeah, I'm just glad you're representing for us gringos. Well, yeah. I mean, can no, I, I, I'm not the highest quality representative for the entire ring of classification. <laughs> I think you are. Hang on, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'll be right back. He's going to go wee. Oh, man. So, so uh, 
what was the the food? Did you change your eating habits? Did you go anywhere differently while you're down there to eat, or you just stayed in the same spot? Man, I mean, I tried a couple new places, but I just kept the same shit. Like when I'm in Tijuana, when I'm on the fly, when I'm drinking a lot, I like a little bit here, a little bit there, and you just stop at the same like street places, mm. and you don't go to all of them. Like you go to the ones where all the locals are at. You know where they're at. You you build it into your schedule. And your and, uh, digestive system is acclimated to it at this point. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you get some of the best food in Tijuana for a dollar. So I'll always try out like a new $10 restaurant or something like that. But I always go back to the same $1 places because you're not going to beat that for $1. I always associate Mexican food with wrestling. Same thing at PWG when you would go to Reseda. There was a really nice uh, Mexican – or not nice, but delicious – Mexican place uh, by the Hojo, and then there was the taco truck that was always at the uh, CVS after the show was over, so I've always associated indie shows and tacos, man. Yeah, you know... For me, it's I, indie I shows in and out Burger. It's back. You and Indiana Burger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after Do PWG and Reseda, you go to the in and out Burger place. Fucking beautiful. Nothing more I've satisfying. only had it once, and I vomited. Oh, man. But it was because I was pretty hammered, so okay. don't blame the food. Was that post wrestling or just one In and Out Burger ever? It was. It was in Reseda, uh, post either Bola or All Star Weekend, one of those shows. Yep, yep. I smashed on a double double, or and they're like, "Oh, I ate it too quick," and it came back up. It was not good. Oh man, still tasty. I can't. I can't hate it. Good, good. I love the milkshakes from In and Out. <laughs> or we've digressed yeah what were you even talking about so while i was being uh we decided to talk about john traveling and eating uh he mentioned how he likes to stick to the same locations i said that's probably safe bet your mm. uh, your digestive system is acclimated you don't want to go off the, you know the i've just kind of figured it out by this point like I, I i've gotten to the point where i know where to drink and i know my bartenders and i know where to eat and i know my servers and Everything's really good. Like, like I've done some research over the you know past two years that I've been going. Did someone and uh, I I like to go back to Mexico and see my friends. No, and in Mexico do they call Juan's or is it John still or do they call them Juan's? I get a lot of both. I get a lot of both. They're like John, Juan, hey, like a lot a lot of shit like that. Nice, nice, nice indeed. But they're guys, I mean, I, yeah, shout out to the guys at the hotels, like, shout out to the guys that are fucking putting your luggage in the taxi cabs. Like, these are all really good people. Like, people that when their bar tells them to bring in somebody for a free shot, they end up giving me five free shots. Like, like just people that, you know, you can talk to and shoot the shit with. And as long as you're willing to just go down there and, you know, treat everybody the same way as you would always, like, you're going to have a really good time. Like, you, you get drunk for super cheap. You'll meet some really cool people, and you want some damn good wrestling. Nice. I still have to do this one day soon. I'm hoping I can yep. actually go down to Mexico for Christmas because uh, my my uh, brother's girlfriend is Mexican, and uh, uh, it was funny. Um, we were talking about the Christmas plans, and then I think Courtney, you know, on a you know just you know, ah, we, we, we'll go join you for for Christmas with your family. It'll be great. And then uh, Taffness tells her family that and then they're like yeah we'd love to have them so it's now oh fuck i guess we're spending christmas in mexico now 
<laughs> you invited yourself to Mexico and it worked out. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll see what's up. I, I hope we can do that, you know, leave and everything. But that would be a fun Christmas, Christmas in Mexico. See what's up. Guys, uh, I, I don't think I have any more trips planned before our next one, so I want to ask you this while I'm on the line. Right. Do we have any non-wrestling activities that we are planning on doing in New York City? I want to see anywhere? a Yankees game. I've never seen a Yankees game before. And I think uh, there's one on on the Tuesday. Drunken drunk Joe wanted to tr- try to go to a comedy show one of the nights Ooh, uh, after yeah. the Comedy <laughs> Cellar. That Joe. sounds good. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I honestly have no... The only tickets I have procured are the ones that you have in... Uh, for me, John. So I, everything's pretty much wide open. Uh, plus, I'm bringing the girlfriend. So you know, maybe her. Shout she's never Alicia. been to New York either. Alicia King. So yeah, uh, it should be fucking tremendous, man. I am really looking forward to this. Yeah, have you worked out what day you well, get in? Yeah, I uh, yeah, get we, in uh, uh, midday Thursday. Midday Thursday. And what about you, Jeremy? I leave Wednesday late at night. That's the tentative plans and land early Thursday. So Right. Okay, so you're in there for the thick of it with the wrestling. Nice. Yeah. All you right. leave, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. And you're from Monday to Monday, you maniac? Yep, yep. Because I, I wanted to have some time before the wrestling, you know, so at least I have yeah. Monday till Thursday where I'm just free of wrestling and I get to just, like, do all of the sweet New York things. Hopefully check out Touristy some comedy, stuff. jazz clubs, um, Nine ball days. game, something like that. Nine days? That's seven days, man. Yeah, that is seven, seven days. days. <laughs> <laughs> a long time in New York. Yeah. Really enjoy that, but uh, save some room for wrestling. Yeah, always, always. Uh, Going to be a, a thick schedule of wrestling. Uh, fuck. I, there's been quite a bit of stuff that's been announced. Uh, that I've been way excited about. Uh, between AIW, that, that midnight show that has fucking Chris Dickinson and Shindra Otani. Fuck me. That'll be insane. Uh, there's, like, the Bloodsport show. Like, that's so fucking loaded now between, like, Minoru Suzuki, Hideki Suzuki, Timothy Thatcher. Fucking Frank Mir is going to be on this show. Fuck. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> This is looking, it's getting crazier than a minute. Right? Hey? hey? He's just building to that eventual Brock Lesnar rematch. Yeah. The wrestling hey. ring. Finally. He's, <laughs> well, Brock's got two yeah. on him and he's got one. So. I'm, I'm really, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 uh, I think I, I mean, I need to check my flight and see when I get in. I'm going to try to make it a blood sport. Yeah. But I might Thursday, man. Do it. Just... Sorry, you're cutting out again, John. Are you driving? I said I, I might <laughs> I might just have to make a, a standing room entrance to Bloodsport if there is one. Fucking do it. I think there's still tickets available. Yeah, yeah, it's not sold out yet. Uh, what is the the? That's probably too much inside baseball. But what's the room situation? Are you you got an Airbnb already way back in the day, John? Is that still in place? Oh yeah. yeah. So so that's, yeah, that's what where do we we booked that out, haven't we, John? We filled that up between. Um, Myself, oh, yourself, yeah. the girls, and Ben. Still there, friend? Wait, so, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. So there is no room for me now? <laughs> this is awkward. <laughs> we have to talk about this. 
uh, that was always the impression that I was under. That you, when I, when you were talking to me, you said, "Yeah, I got it." I go, "Cool." Mm. Oh, let me look at that. I now have no place to stay. Are you serious? Yeah. gentlemen we're currently experiencing technical difficulties we will resume your regularly scheduled broadcast shortly thank you for your patience First, so something will work out. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. But we'll address the rest of this not on right, the podcast. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Should we go into the crash show or move on to these questions that we were asked? Well, I wanted to uh, say on the topic of Mania Weekend, Spring Break is looking fucking insane, right? So I've had some announcements yeah. recently that I lost my shit over. So I've also already mentioned Frank Mir being on Bloodsport. I've also already mentioned Jimmy Lloyd versus uh, Masashi Takeda uh, as the, the main event of the, the first night of Joey Janela's spring break in what I'm assuming will just be an insane death match uh, that Jimmy Lloyd won uh, the, the right to select when he got that brass ring on uh, that, that uh, New York GCW show last year. Joey Janela lost in uh, New York. We also have just some amazing looking matches. So I'm not sure if this is confirmed or this is a fan thing or something, but I saw an announcement today. LA Park versus Masato fucking Tanaka on night two. Uh, fucking. Oh. Talk about raging boner inducing matches. Fuck me. That is insane. <laughs> then Rock and Roll Express are going to be on this show. Fucking Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson in the year 2019 are going to be on Joey Janela's Spring Break. I'm tremendously excited Hell about yeah. that. Uh, Their greatest bookie ever. Fuck, right? About the most of all, the video. Did you see the video drop uh, the other day? The great announcement that Joey Janela himself will be making his comeback at Spring Break. Glorious uh, return to yeah. wrestling. I'm so I, happy. I, I, I love little happy accidents like that where, like, he got injured, unfortunately, but the time off just aligned perfectly to Spring Break, the biggest show of the year. Who needs WrestleMania? Right. It's all about Spring Break, baby. Baby. Yeah, man. I cannot wait for that. I um, I was hoping that would be the case, but, you know, you never know with these kind of injuries. Like, who knows how the rehab was going. But, Yeah. Mm. Oh, you cannot would not believe how excited I was when I was watching that video. Everyone make sure to check that out. Uh should be able to find it on Joey's Twitter or the GCW Twitter. But it was a really fun video. It had like the little um flyers on the walls of all of the other dudes. Did you that do the John Carlo one? I don't know, because John Carlo works for the uh up north now, right? No, that's I mean the po- one of the posters was John Carlo. 
Hilarious. I missed that one. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I saw the uh, some of the other recent departures from the indie that indies that have been gobbled up up there. But yeah, fuck. Mm. <laughs> Talented man that Giancarlo. Yes. Oh. Um. But yeah, I cannot wait for this show. And yeah, one way or the other, I'm definitely going to be there both both nights. It's going to be a beautiful time. But back to this Crash show, John, there was two matches that really, really piqued my interest when I saw this card. You still there, my friend? I am. Woo! All right, so... Time to get your shit in. Yeah, here we go. Main event, baby. <laughs> so the first one was Diamante Azul and Jeff Cobb against Hechicero and Michael Elgin. Now... For those playing at home, all these dudes uh, basically uh, have like real great actual like wrestling wrestling kind of backgrounds. Um, I'm not sure 100% on Elgin, but the rest of them are like badass amateur wrestlers, like Olympic kind of style deal. Um, and Elgin can definitely hold his own. Diamante Azul sometimes is, is not the best in CMLL, but other times he like has a sick German suplex. So. Thoughts on, on that match, John? What do you think? I thought it was really good. I uh, I I was really interested to see this because I haven't seen Michael Elgin last like you know year year and a half two years type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really hadn't seen him. I'd never seen Hechicero. I was very excited about that. Uh, Jeff Cobb always and Diamante Azul. I I've heard a lot about him. He's in a lot of crash shows. I've never been there for him. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was, I was actually really enjoying it. It was a good balance of like power, a little bit of a, you know like the the cardio flippy type of shit, but a lot of a uh, lot of just power moves and like technical wrestling, yeah, mixed with good tag team style. Like it, it was very enjoyable. I really liked it. I was very satisfied. And what I was you, actually. What do you think? Just up. singularly on Hechicero, because like first time I ever saw that dude, I was just blown away by like his amazing technique and just like technical prowess for a dude that looks like a brick shithouse kind of thing yeah yeah exactly like it was like power and technical at the same time like he wasn't afraid to look tough and big but he really demonstrated a lot of like wrestling style Mm. but i did find myself wondering like like i watched him and jeff and they had some good sequences and i wondered like man what's it look like in a singles match against a, a, a a more technical guy right like like i want to see more of this guy Nice. So I'd always heard about him. I really enjoyed it. That was definitely one that stuck out to me. Awesome. Happy to hear it. And then getting on to the like batshit insane looking match on the car that I was just like salivating over. Uh, so uh, Bestia CCCs and Gaza Jr. Mm. teaming with, of all people, the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal man himself, Sabu, Against Los Traumas. So, suspended title. Yeah. And uh, Damien CCC. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought Damien was going to keep it a little bit cooler, and he went a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I thought Sabu was going to kind of fuck off a little bit. And um, he, he definitely did some spots, but he also took it easy. He, like, he like went a little bit more than I actually thought he was going to do. Isn't he, like, fucking 48 uh, right now? I mean, after yeah, like murdering himself seven. for like forever, like when you're watching him in like 1997, you're like, this guy is gonna be like paralyzed in two years. It's like <laughs> fucking 25 years since then. <laughs> fucking insane. 
Let's go 21 years. I'm not that good with math, but yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. So thoughts on this, John? I loved it. I mean, I, I thought it was really good, man. I, I thought it was a good Are you underwater now? <laughs> Sounds like you're you a bit underwater. Are you underwater? Oh, man. Have a bath, you guys. Just can't, just can't recline back in your chair on these podcasts. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I, man, I thought it was good. Like, like the, the show wasn't as big a lineup as they've had, but, but I, I mean, I thought it was enjoyable, like, it wasn't their best, but it definitely wasn't their best, or definitely wasn't their worst either. Like, uh, it, I mean, it was a really good time. Like, it was a good party, I, we had fun with our friends, and, you know, saw, like, it was just good experience, and the crowd, and, Oh my god, the opening match, which was like Starboy and Xperia, I think. And so it was like it was like a three on three. Man, mm-hmm. it was it was just really good. These guys were hard. Like it's like yeah. they knew that they didn't have the biggest lineup and they wanted to put a good show together. Like they really came out and did it. Uh Hasty Sarah was great. Main event was great. Damien ate some shit that like I think he had a pile driver. I might be wrong, but I, I think he had a pile driver. Well, yeah, and, for, uh, for those playing yeah, at home, crazy. the same Damien CCCs from WCW, <laughs> the yeah. same dude who yeah. was like doing rad shit in ECW in the mid nineties, is is yeah. Was he Halloween in fucking WCW. Oh, Damien and Halloween, they were like the famous tag team. Yeah, they were the tag team. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Wait, then, didn't yeah. one of them have to like change their name when they were in the fucking WCW? I could have sworn. I can't even remember what their name, like, specifically in WCW. Yeah. I I love WCW Lucha Libre. It's, like, oh, my favorite so thing much about fun. wrestling ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, you just get a random six-man tag with just, like, L.A. Park, fucking Hector Gaza, Psychosis, Hoovy. You know, Ray might be in there. He might have fucking El Gato. Like, <laughs> Working <laughs> in that super hard, stiff-ass ring. Ciclope. Let's bring Cicope oh, Cicope out. The best. <laughs> oh. Super callow. So good. Anyways. Dude, I love those matches so much. But yeah, and so the main event was good, John. What'd you think of Cabanario? Oh, dude, man, he's apparently like a water again. Yeah, you're in the bath he's, again, John? He's apparently uh, a big deal down there, man. Like, I, I'd never really... I'd heard a little bit about him, but I'd never seen him. Yeah, he's one of the and, top guys uh, to see him alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys watch a lot more CML than I do. Like, like I always kind of hear the names, and then I look forward to seeing them when I get there. Yeah. Uh, I watch no really CML, though. <laughs> oh, really? It's all me. It's all me. Chris. <laughs> I'm uh, the Lucha nerd. Don't yeah, me with I, your Mexican wrestling brush. <laughs> I, I thought he was great, man. Like, I remember being like, all right, this is Cavanario. Like, uh, you know, this is, I, I kept hearing people chant for him, and I was paying attention to him, and I heard a lot about him, and uh, he was he was really impressive. Yeah, he does like a, an awesome old school like um, caveman gimmick, kind of like uh, Cavanario Galindo, like back in the in the fucking day in like the seventies and eighties in Mexico. But he's so much fun. He like does his dancing. He, did he do the worm? Did you get to see him do the worm? Yes. Nice, nice. Yeah, he's out of control. He does like in like every big match he does. I don't know if he did it on this night. He's a fucking madman. He does a splash off the, the top turnbuckle to the outside onto the floor to a dude who's, like, lying down. 
and he'll do that yeah, like dumb, every dumb big match. Do. Yeah, half the time on like fucking concrete. Like he's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope he didn't do it on this match. Did he, John? I didn't see it. If it was, it was on the far side. All right. Good. I'm going to hope that he did not do it and he's finally deciding that he wants to. <laughs> Especially because if John, if he did do it, John didn't notice. Meaning he didn't connect <laughs> with people. If <laughs> I just spot up the show and John missed it. If I yeah, took that probably... bump and like half the crowd missed it, I would be quite annoyed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, dude. So good. I'm I'm glad that it was a, an awesome sounding trip, man. Like not the most blow away crash show, but like it sounds like it was fun as all shit and your uh, your outside escapades. Sorry? I saw a lot of friends. I, I saw a lot of friends. It was a really good time. Like I mean, it usually is, but this is one of the best. Nice. Keeps getting Maybe better. You start calling them your amigos now since you're so you picked up being picking up the language. Juan. Juan. One, one. <laughs> nice. Now, I you also wanted to hit on, there was a, a match that we all watched prior to this podcast. A Joshi ah. match, of all things. John, did you did you finish watching this match? I did. Awesome. So, I, I was uh, sitting at home uh, over the weekend, and I was like, you know what? I don't watch enough women's wrestling sometimes, you know? Because I'll, I'll watch the WWE stuff, and it, it just, I hate it. Uh, and then my friends say, hey, Chris, why do you hate women so much? Why do you hate women's wrestling? And I say, <laughs> I don't hate women. I don't hate women's wrestling. I just hate this presentation, you know? I'm just not a fan of, of this this uh, being what people call women's wrestling, right? Because I, I love me some Japanese women's wrestling. Joshi is like my fucking shit. Uh, so I was like, heard some, some good stuff about this match. So now this is uh, Sendai Girls, the promotion. This is the promotion of Meiko Satomura, who was in that, that WWE ladies tournament that they had not too long ago, and I think she blew people away with a match against Mercedes Martinez. Uh, we also got uh, a shout-out from one of our, uh, our followers uh, that uh, requested that we, we talk a bit about Sentai Girls. So what yes. are the odds? What are the odds here? Uh, but yeah, well, really... to be honest, Chris, to give it the Iggy up, I, I did mention that I was watching the match on Twitter beforehand, uh... so maybe they were like one in our opinion. Um, yeah, not as big as coincidence as we thought, but hey, let's go on. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm a little bit downtrodden from hearing that. The happenstance isn't quite what I was hoping it would be. Well, we don't lie to anybody around here, we're going to be honest. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're nothing but men of our word. But yeah, um, they're... Sendai Girls is really like the workhorse Japanese wrestling women's company going at the moment. Like you got Stardom, that's a bit more flashy. Uh, but to me, Sendai Girls is where it's at. Because Mako Satomura, in my book, is like the best women's wrestler in the world by far. And she has been for a long time. Uh, now, this match wasn't involving Mako Satomura. This match was actually between their, their new uh, kind of ace uh, main uh, woman that, that's held the title for some time, Chihiro Hashimoto. Uh, I described her to Jeremy earlier today as like a female Gary Albright. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, this was before I saw the young lady, and then I saw her and the wrestling style, and it was very fitting. I, yeah, a lot of uh, beautiful and dominating German suplexes. Oh, beautiful. Just her, like, actual fucking um, amateur wrestling technique and just fucking girthing her around and 
it was awesome. She's like fucking built like a brick shit house as well, like a real power lifter looking kind of chick. But yeah, she's awesome. I've been a big fan of hers um, since they kind of pushed her into that main event scene. And then she was uh, working a, a girl who was uh, Sari. Uh, she is 22 years old, if you would believe that. And yet she has been wrestling for eight years. What? What the fuck, right? Because they have this weird thing. On this show, actually, they had, like, a match with, like, 14-year-old girls. It's fucking bizarre, man. Makes you feel like a creep. Um, So I didn't watch those. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's the the line of normalcy here? Yeah. You know? Yeah, um, anybody walks in to you watching 14-year-old girls (laughs) wrestle each other, there's going to be questions coming. It's not what it looks like, man. It looks like you're watching young girls wrestle each other. Okay, I guess oh, it's exactly what it, looks, what it like. looks like. But it's not sexual, I assure you. No. Uh, but yeah, this Sari, her home promotion is Pro Wrestling Diana, which I haven't really seen any at all because it rarely makes tape, apparently. Um, but yeah, I loved the shit out of this match. Like, this was like a 25 minute, like, proper main event. Uh, this uh, young Sari, uh, Sari, fiery white meat baby face, like, trying to challenge the the dominating fucking awesome Hashimoto. Uh, I I loved everything about this. And I, I wanted to talk about it because, like, this is the type of thing that I feel like gets swept under the rug a bit when we're talking about the wrestling, you know? Very rarely would we talk about a fucking Joshi match that happened in Sendai Girls. So I feel like I wanted to give this the props that it really deserved. And I was really interested in both of you guys' perspectives on it, like having not necessarily watched all that much uh, current-day Joshi wrestling, you know? Go for it, John. Well, I thought it was really hard-hitting. I mean, it was exactly what I expect out of Japan. Mm -hmm. And they treated it with a lot of respect. I didn't know who either of these women were. I could tell the uh, David versus Goliath story. Mm Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was eating a Reese's when you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. TM. No, yeah. I mean, I, I, thought it, I thought it was really, really good. I nice. was sitting there with uh, my new roommate mm-hmm. and just said, hey, I got to watch this thing so I can talk about it in a minute. And he's like, yeah, man. Like, that's apparently your thing. So cool. And he watched it and he was like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, holy <laughs> shit. That's, this girl's punching the fuck out of her. <laughs> like, yeah. This is, welcome to Japanese wrestling. Like, this is kind of works. And uh, and he liked it. He was like, I can I, I can I can get down with this. Like maybe not every night, but like this is this is intense. I love that. Like they're, they're yeah yeah. I mean like they were telling a story. It was very serious. Has he watched um, much wrestling I before? Really, I really just liked... just ask him. Oh, no, never actually. He was more of awesome. a musician guy growing up. Never watched anything. Never watched Stone Cold. Never watched The Rock. Nothing. <laughs> and uh, he really liked it. Yeah, he, uh, he thought it was really good. He thought the presentation was good. Um, he was like, I, I find it hard to believe this is not like a mainstream thing, like somewhere, somewhere. And uh, yeah, he, he thought it was fine. Like, uh, so I really enjoyed it too. I, I thought the technical wrestling was really good. I thought there was a lot of good like grappling and yeah. and, and like a little bit of chain wrestling, a lot of suplexes, things like that. Even just like the and first I, sequence I mean, that, was, that they had to start out the match. Like I just thought the actual yeah, yeah, like, the first two, three, five she minutes. Gets, she just fucking immediately fucking starts chucking bows into her face immediately. I was like, oh, I'm into some shit right now. A little girl ain't taking some bullshit from badass. Actually, uh, right. uh, Hashimoto reminds me of my girlfriend. Like, she's got, so my girlfriend does powerlifting. She's got that same build. So nice. just badass chick that just can, 
yeah, fucking huge suplexes, nice form. I like the one, uh, it's not a release really, but it's where when you do the German where you actually leave your feet and let the, the weight of the person carry you both over. Oh, that, yeah. She does that. that it's so beautiful. It's so fucking awesome. So great. Like, just like, such nice-looking German suplexes, hey? Like, just those bridges yeah. and shit. Man. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, is it Sari? Yeah. Or Sari? I don't know how you pronounce uh, it. Let's hope someone yeah, complains yeah. on Twitter to us. She, at, for 22, like you were saying, kind of like a Ricky Steamboat, like, babyface type mm. thing. Like, honestly, I am shocked she's that young. But the fire that she had, like I said, when she just starts throwing elbows into this much bigger opponent. Yeah. I was actually kind of shocked. I assumed that she would play it a little bit more demure, but apparently her character is not that way at all. It's just fucking in your face. Yeah, just all of that Ricky Steamboat fire. I fucking loved it. I really hope we get to see more of this uh, Sari in Sendai Girls, because, like, if this isn't her home promotion, but it she's fantastic. Like, she's, like, right up there with, like, how good I thought, like, Io Shirai and... Um, and uh, Hojo were before they left and and went to uh, to NXT or whatever. Like, and she's only twenty two. Like that's insane. And I I really like Hashimoto. She remind me of like a like a Jordan Grace, but you know, yeah. uh, just you know, straightforward and badass. And uh, I yeah, I mentioned on Twitter, like I said, I tweeted about it. How I'd say two years ago, I wouldn't even imagine that I would actually be sitting down to watch a women's wrestling match, let alone like a Joshi match, hmm. and just imagine becoming that. Your, that's your passion, just Joshi wrestling on this American guy. It's like all I watch is fucking Joshi, bro. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I know but people they, like that. I know American yeah. dudes like that. It's like nuts. What a world we live in, hey. But, but it's true because they are fucking awesome. They're legit. It's some of the stiffest shit you ever seen. Like, uh, if you want to go and look for innovative move, go watch Joshi and steal from them. Any American wrestler out there, uh, it's. Right for the picking for great moves and stuff. And One of the big takeaways for me. Oh, sorry, go on. Go no, on. I was saying, I was going to kind of get into that point. Like, the overall match itself had a great story. And yeah. I especially liked, if you're listening to the announcer, I didn't know if he turned it off, but the guy who was watching it was like laughing his ass off when she was doing that, like, submission where she started pulling his her hair. The guy yeah. who was doing the announcing started laughing to himself about it. Like, it was. It was pretty fucking hysterical. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love you comment. I was gonna say I loved um the just outside of like the crazy innovative stuff and the really stiff shit, like there's a level of like just um like just a, a complete mastery of the basics of wrestling that like you it it's completely different to watching like WWE women's wrestling where it's like they do the crazy spots and stuff, but like the the in between you can really see the the disparity, I guess, the big contrast between this and that in terms of just how good they do the little things and, like, how how snug they are in terms of, like, connecting to things and transitions and, and all that kind of, like, little shit. It's just, Those like... Those were fucking gnarly. Oh, dude. Oh. <laughs> I was grimacing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's all... Yeah, that's, that's legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, great contrast in terms of like the the big dominating fucking wrestler wrestler chick, and like that smaller baby face. Like, isn't that just the perfect contrast in in a wrestling match of, of what you want? Quite as similar to a match that I unfortunately didn't watch, but you did with Vixen. 
uh, and on Underworld with uh, Miss Kane, I believe. Erica Kane. What's her name? Uh, uh, Erica Reed. Erica Reed, Erica, yeah. I got it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, can but, see yeah. The, the similarity there. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different, but yeah, similar in terms of that contrast too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool, cool. Any any other thoughts, boys? I, I was just intrigued as to like the difference between seeing this and then comparing it to like, you know, other women's wrestling that you might have seen recently. Uh it is the best women's product. Joshi wrestling is definitely light years above most American female wrestling as far as even presentation, the way it's treated, the respect it's given, uh, all around. There are tons of great female wrestlers, don't get me wrong, but I just, I think it's, if you're going to watch female wrestling as consistently, Joshi's the way to go, Mm. in my opinion. 100%, man. And it's very accessible, too. For everyone listening at home, if you are intrigued, like, to check this out, um, this was from the the January show, the, the 6th of January of this year. Um, but a, a lot of this stuff, there's a rad dudes around the world who just post it to YouTube, right? So, I mean, if there was a Sunday girl streaming service, I'd be all about promoting that. Uh, but for now, uh, you guys can just give it a Google, find these, these rad, um, YouTube channels and enjoy it. Cause like, there's a, a lot of great stuff. And like over the last couple of years, like anything involving Mako Satomura, I'd highly recommend. There was some amazing matches between Satomura and Hashimoto that I'd also recommend. So if this does sound like your kind of thing, please uh, dip, dip your toe in. Just see what you think. The water's fine. Mm. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, while we have John on the line. I, I had no idea what I was getting into. I had no idea who oh, yeah. were. I really enjoy that 25 match. Thanks, man. Dude, it, that, honestly, it's like when I saw the length of it, I was like, okay, I hope they can right. keep my yeah. interest. Yeah, yeah, this better time. be good, Chris. <laughs> yeah, but it, it, it lived up to it. So, yeah. uh, before we move to air, uh, me yeah. and Chris decided to tweet out a uh, message to get some questions from the loyal listeners or maybe just the loyal followers on Twitter uh, to see if, if they want to hear their names, their Twitter handles mentioned on air. So, let's go through these questions. Yeah, we hadn't done uh, it before. I thought it'd be good to try cool. something a little bit different. Let's see what you got I think for us. Love to hear easy to provide content. It makes it easy for us. The work is all done. Um, so the first one is from the Electric Eight Men or Electric Mayhem. I like that reference. AKA at Truth Hurts So Good. Uh, do you think Triple H watches any of China's pornos? <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we're starting out clean. There's no chance he hasn't watched. Yeah, right. At yeah. least one. I um what I saw think? this and was like, uh, it's kind of like your the X thing, like the the checking out your your ex like what they're up to on fucking facebook or like online stalking or whatever it's like fucking creepy yeah. you don't want to do it but people do so but not every exes didn't porn yeah <laughs> so i mean uh just turn it over to you guys if you guys had an ex and then a, a famous porno came out of them would you watch yes <laughs> uh, let me flip the question on you, you watch hey I did. I did. I did watch. I think some of the Xbox stuff. Yeah, I watched, yeah, I watched yeah. all the China products. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So I mean, like, it's like a train wreck. Like, do you want to see it? No. Are you gonna turn away or not see it? Yeah. Do, I mean, do you think Triple really. H looked though, John? Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Next in, incognito. <laughs> the hard hitting questions here on Grown Men. Watch this shit. 
Uh, Sendai Girls was actually the request by Wade, J Sly Wade on Twitter. Thank you, sir. Boom. Good one, uh, Wade. Actually, I'm not sure. Representation. I, I, I'm assuming pronouns, and I apologize. Uh, then we got our good friend Oshkosh Big Gosh at X. I am Hollywood X. Woo, good Josh. brother. Oh, good brother, Josh. Yeah. Love that guy. Uh, honestly, one of the best guys in the community. Pretty mm-hmm. tremendous individual. Uh, his question is, what three independent wrestlers do you think have the biggest, will have the biggest growth in the year of 2019? Ooh. I'll go with Mr. John first. What are your three? You're on the spot. If you want to just pick one or two, that's fine as well. Yeah. And preferably guys that haven't signed with big companies yet. Yeah. Wow. Otherwise, it wouldn't really make any sense. Yeah. Who? Yeah. You're, you're still, still mulling it over? All right, no, I'll, John, I'll throw some. You're that. on the spot. Oh, you're on the spot, John. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like you'd asked me in 2018, and I could have just said Bandito. I'd have the easy out. Hmm. Uh, Josh, good question. Uh, you know, I've, I've really been impressed with Jungle Boy, and yeah. I think the fact that we've only seen a little bit of him, but he got signed to All Elite, means there's a lot of top people that have seen more work than I have. So, you know, I, I'm actually really excited to see what he does. Uh, he was kind of the breakout guy, you know, the second half of last year. And that means he's got a, a full 12 months to really fill that calendar. So I think that's a good safe bet there to kind of get me out of this pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. All right, go, Christopher. All right. So this is, it's hard because it's a big call, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, as a show that purports to be about the indie wrestling, you'd want to have a good answer for this. My first one, uh, I don't know if this will come too far out of left field, uh, Tony Deppen. I, um, uh, he's, we've spoken before about on these GCW shows how every time you got a Tony Deppen match, he over-delivers, hey. Like, no matter what it is, you're going to be like, oh, I don't know what this match is going to be. He kills it. So I think he's going to do uh, big things in 2019. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him, uh, you know, sign... Somewhere where he's got a bit more of a spotlight, I think he would fit in fucking perfectly if they bring him out for a, a PWG show, um, you know, later on in the year. I think he'd do really great there. Um, as a, a number two, um, I uh, I was I was sort of mulling it over, going one way or the other in my mind, uh, but I thought I'd go for something a little bit uh, more under the radar. You know, I don't want to do an obvious one. I want to do something a little bit more, more, uh, <laughs> more tricky. Uh, so I went with the favourite uh, of mine on the last freelance wrestling show that we reviewed the other week. Uh, so this man is one of the take it home wreckers we discussed of, about how great their trio is. Uh, this was actually the first time I ever saw him, and I was like, this dude's fucking got something, and he's going to be doing rad things. Bucky Collins. I thought Bucky Collins bloody killed it in every little thing that he did in that match. So I think he's going to be doing something uh, sweet this year. And then lastly, I'm going to have to put over Tyler Bateman. Okay. Uh, Yeah, sort of California-based dude that's been doing great things in the more California companies. He's kind of just blown up uh, on getting some bookings in PWG recently. And he actually got some awesome spotlight matches on that latest... um, New Japan tour that they did of uh, of Nashville, um, LA, and 
and North Carolina. So, yeah, they're my three. They're my three. Okay, I'm going to pick uh, one group and one individual because I don't want to cop out by picking a group because it's three people. Uh, I think the Carnies are going to have a huge year in 2019. Uh, I like their big over-the-top characters, Southern Wrestling, which mm-hmm. is always awesome. Uh, and You can always fall back on some old good-fashioned Southern heat, brother. Um, and then uh, a female wrestler that I saw on the uh, Black label pro show her name was chris statlander and uh she was awesome With a K, right? and i yeah and she was really awesome had a really cool character um she, no one had to like overly work dumbed down to make her look good and uh she just won that um that beyond wrestling tournament that was like a mixture of guys and girls throughout the whole thing was that the um, tournament and... for tomorrow one uh, I believe that was the name of it. Yes, yeah, she believed yeah, yeah. she defeated Chris Dickinson in the final, and I was really impressed by her before I even heard about that. So that just kind of—I mean, if you can go with Chris Dickinson and not end up hurt like some people, unfortunately, um, <laughs> yeah. So those are my picks. I didn't cop out. I picked two, but three to four, you know, whatever. Nice. I like it. I feel like there's some solid picks that we had there. Good job, good job, team. Uh, what do we? Right, what next we, we got? Have two more questions, I think. Uh, with the superstar, this is from Andrew uh, Dio. It's Andrew D E Y O E on Twitter. Uh, with the superstar shake roughly a month away, what NXT UK superstar would you like to see make the jump to Raw or SmackDown? Ugh, WWE questions. Ugh. You guys, are you guys show. we don't care. It's okay. We don't care. Somebody we don't judge. Porno, dude. Some porno. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, Pete Dunne would be the obvious choice just because he's very translatable and been very transparent the last little bit. Um, I I haven't watched a whole lot of UK. Uh, I would be really excited. I mean, I, I I think Walter could fit in, but I also don't want them to ruin him. So, you know, kind of the answer with this very type of show. No, no, I, I think he'll kill it, but I I don't know that they will let him hit their stars as hard as he wants to. I don't think he wants <laughs> to live there either, so I don't I don't think um, we'll yeah. necessarily be seeing him there anytime uh, soon. I've got that terrible. Yeah, you're right. And neither does Zillia. Hmm. Actually, isn't he moved? He's doing NXT uh, proper rather than the European one. I thought yeah. I read he's actually moving oh, he's, to Florida. Yeah. Really? That's what I, I thought I read. Yeah. Well, I heard uh, that he thinks both of you guys don't know what you're talking about because you're just wrestling fans. Hey, man, uh, we got the last question here from this looks like Underworld Wrestling. I'm not sure what that means. Um, it says, how excited is Chris to come for the glory of the claw? Chris, how excited are you for this event? Oh, I mean, we touched we touched on this already. We, we are getting the go-home music in the back, so don't worry, fans. It's not going to go too much longer. Uh, but I, um, I'm tremendously excited. Uh, you know, like we were saying, I, this may be my first cult that I'm ever going to join. Uh, when, how often can you say that in life? You know, the first time you join a cult, there's just a, a, a bunch of, of feelings that are just... Oh, like little little butterflies inside. I'm, I'm very excited. Do people excited. get a second chance to join a cult, or do, do, do you end up in <laughs> cult? Well, I guess if, if the 
if the first cult that you join is a good one, you don't ever have to join another one, you know? Cause yeah. The, the I was in one Kool-Aid. cult sucked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're not going to want to drink the Kool-Aid if it's a, if it's a you know, okay-ish kind of cult. So I'm, I'm hoping yeah. this is an all-in type of cult experience. <laughs> <laughs> All-inclusive cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear, I'm very excited they have a happy hour before the show. So That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have some some cheap drinks. Uh, what a what a great way to to wean me into the the wonderful land of the claw. Yeah, I, I can't wait to share my uh, my feedback with with you guys. And also, I'm going to this other double night show that has a bunch of ridiculous guys on there: Bandito, Flamita, Brian Cage, Jordan Grace, uh, the fucking uh christopher daniels scorpio sky frankie kazarian it's like ridiculously loaded um card so uh, robbie eagles as well uh can't not mention him uh slex it's gonna be crazy so i'll uh, i'll also be be sharing my thoughts on that one with you guys but yeah it's gonna be a big weekend and i can't wait and hey one other thing wade had a follow-up question i missed uh what do we think of the potential of kofi uh, me and uh, Kofi at WrestleMania, of course. Me and uh, Chris went on great length about this on the last show. Um, what do you think, John? How do you think Kofi ends up at WrestleMania? Does he walk away with this title? What are your thoughts, Mr. Kraft? Oh, as minimal WWE as I've watched, I've kept a small eye on this story here, and I did watch Hell in a Cell. Um, I think they're pushing it too hard to not do anything with him. So, you know, like, do I think that he's going to have a WWE championship match? No, but I feel like maybe there's going to be some, like, big surprise return or some, like, great match they have lined up for them that are ready to show us. Um, I just, I, I, I do think it's going to be a little bit more spontaneous than a, a build because there's clearly none right now. Like there was no rebellious stand up to being kicked off. He kind of just tweeted about it. Uh, well, I thought so... it was the opposite. It was like, it was a, a happenstance kind of a thing of the way it came together because of the injury to, to Ali. Right. But then they, they really just made a great story out of it. And then everyone got crazy excited um, and it's just like a really good organic, spontaneous thing. And I, I feel like they'd be fools not to go all the way with that. Um, to where if if he's not going to be in that featured match against um, Danielson and on Mania, it's like go hard or go home. I say. Yeah, it, it's essential. What I think is kind of uh, what Chris is saying. It, they have that Daniel Bryan opportunity, a natural baby face that has been built just by happenstance and. People are ready to pull the trigger. Why not now? Yeah, you have to go with it. When it's hot, go with it. Like, as much respect as I want to give to his work, because I saw it, and it was awesome. But it was so spontaneous and so late in the game that I just don't... I I feel like it's almost too little too late. Like, there wasn't enough of a build for long enough for them to want to put it on, on the WrestleMania scale. Understood. All right. Yeah, and, and I might be wrong, and I, I'd like to see that. Like, I mean, I thought the work was great. I'm always like, he's awesome, and I feel like he's underappreciated. I just don't know from what I've seen from them that they're actually going to like learn to make money off of it. Right. I'll just never get over the cultural appropriation that he tried to come in with initially and pretend he's Jamaican. <laughs> Fucking jerk. Kofi. 
Yeah. Yeah, boy, Kofi. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think the dynamic of him and Danielson would be great as well. Like in because yeah, uh, yeah. in this most recent here run, I've I've been very impressed um, by like the level of uh, intensity. It's like almost a throwback to you know being a bit more indie centric of of Danielson's ROH title run when he had that just really awesome badass kind of heel dick persona. Uh, I'm so happy to see that that's back after all these years of, you know, happy, 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 yay, yay, fucking yes chants and shit. Like, Danielson's a great dickhead. So, and I feel like Kofi is is that perfect kind of like just nice guy baby face that everyone just wants to do well. Like, how much are people going to be invested on thinking, oh, could Kofi actually win the WWE title? Like. I feel like it's a great story. Why would you not go with that? Yeah, they made they really made the transition well with Daniel Bryan. Like the, the, this heel character is so great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm That's not I'm not so excited about just the concept of presenting a vegan as a heel as a bad guy <laughs> like i feel like that's pretty fucking backwards but i mean of course that's like what's going to happen in a, a company run by like fucking hardcore meat-eating republicans so whatever we'll have a god damn it he likes vegetables <laughs> uh, um i think it's getting time for us to wind up this show guys so i think we'll get into the plugs and beep 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 David Arquette Watch 2019. 2019. All right. What's the so word, nerd? David Arquette Watch. Uh, again, we are, we are stretching the boundaries of what is presented <laughs> <Considered> as news <laughs> for the sake of a segment that we're going to have on every damn show, like Stretch. Hell or High Water. Yes. Um, so this week, I'm not sure if people might have uh, seen, but uh, on that... that um, Ric Flair birthday episode of, uh, ah. of of Raw. David Arquette actually was there. He was in the crowd for this. He was backstage, got a bunch of great photos with a bunch of different guys. But the ultimate photo of all of them was a photo with none other than the man of the hour, Ric Flair. And he had like a fucking like Ric Flair puppet, like a fucking mannequin. It's amazing. Okay. People need to That's... straight up Go to David Arquette's Instagram right now. Fair enough. And check this out, because I'm I'm just more than anything impressed by the the work and the the craft that's gone into this fucking beautiful puppet. All about David it. Arquette needs to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. The he'll be the only person in the celebrity wing that actually was a title holder. It has to happen. Damn it! It has to. Has to. And he's going to be on StarCast for everyone going there for uh, <laughs> playing at home. <laughs> David Arquette Watch 2019. All right, doors All are right. closing. Let's get into our plugs. I am particularly excited to plug a little something special, guys. A little something special. We've spoken a little bit about WrestleMania coming up. Uh, we've already mentioned we're going to be in WrestleMania uh, but for those of you who, who follow the social suplex things, there are uh, quite a few other great shows uh, in addition to this one as part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And they're all working together for a little something called Suplex Mania. Yes, 5pm on the Sunday, WrestleMania Day, 
at the Hooters across from Madison Square Garden, there is going to be an event. An event taking place called Suplex Mania, where some of us can be joining in on a live podcast at Hooters in the lead up to, to that WrestleMania. Uh, we're probably going to talk about a bunch of these crazy shows that we've been hyping up for a long time, and I think it's going to be an excellent time. 5 p.m. is the kickoff, free entry, there'll be pitcher and bucket specials, uh, and giveaways. Woo! I'll be drinking again, so buy me a beer. Yeah, buy me a beer. Come say hello. Fucking come along, cheer us, at least so when they go through the different podcast intros, when they say, grown men watch this shit, we'll have like... One or two people just give a, a spattering, a yeah, spattering of a spattering, a smattering of applause. That's all we want. Or just for you to just stand up and like just outrageously start clapping and shouting and just going over the top and be like, "Oh yeah, that's that's their their podcast fan." Be that guy, guys. Be that guy. So I'm very excited about that. Suplex Mania. We're going to be doing a live podcast. We'll talk about big time. Jeez, for official. Madness, madness, madness. All right. Uh, in addition to that, uh, you can also uh, find all of that stuff on uh, socialsuplex.com as well as us. Uh, like I said, there's a, a bunch of other fine shows that you can uh, find on there, ranging from One Nation Radio, Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Wilfred Watches as a, a new delightful show on there. We've also got Omega Luke now. We've got a... a Brand shiny, spanking new, all elite wrestling show. In addition to the Keeping It Strong Style podcast, all of that at socialsuplex.com. You can find me at Chris Things uh, on the Instagram and on the Twitter. Uh, I've got quite a bit of the art stuff coming up recently. Tasty, tasty prints. Uh, get into it. Get into it, guys. What else? What do you guys got? John, plug away, friend. It's jcraft901. I don't do anything on Twitter, but when I do, it's about this podcast about wrestling. So do Woo. check me out and, uh, and enjoy it. Yeah. I won't blow you up. All right. And I will blow you up if you follow me on Twitter. Uh, my timeline is packed full of wrestling goodness. <laughs> Action all day packed. long. Uh, packed. Uh, at James Vanderbeek, at J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek. If you're a wrestler... Or even a wrestling fan and want a shirt design, hit me up. I do that bullshit as well. Nice. And I wanted to give you special props for that fucking amazing Paula Abdullah the Butcher mashup that you put together that everyone <laughs> was like, oh, wow, Nia Jax topless. Yeah, <laughs> very friendly of them. How yeah, dare they? what lovely people. What lo- I thought it was a great mashup, though. It just went together so perfectly. Beautiful. It's actually a, an old one that back then Twitter wouldn't allow you to have a name that oh. fucking long. So I just randomly remembered it. I'm like, hey, I'm busting this bad boy out of here. Well done. So good. Yes, <laughs> All right, let's mosey. <laughs> let's get out of here. This has been a long show. Uh, Courtney, we're sorry, but thank you. Thanks for joining us, John. <laughs> thank you, John. Thank, thank, you, guys, thank you, everybody. Thank you, listeners. So glad you got in your house. That was really yeah. weird. Me too. Yeah. I almost died. <laughs> 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 <